Well, hello everybody, and welcome to another episode of the War Porn Podcast. Right up top, I want to give a big thank you to all of our Patreon subscribers. Uh, we put out a call last week saying that I'm going to have to move uh, very soon here, and it was uh, an unexpected move. And uh, and we've we've diverted the funds from our editing to to uh, to our keeping Pat uh, not homeless fund, and a lot of people either changed their uh, their donation to or their or their subscription. I don't know what a Patreon is. Like, what's the word there? Subscription, donation, pa- patronage. Their patronage. Uh, they they increase their patronage because they just love the arts and veterans, and or or they felt bad. I don't know. And then a friend of mine uh, who I want to give a special shout out to, Matt Bissett, uh, my old college buddy, back from my theater days. Uh, he he donated an absurd amount of money that made me um, uh, uh, uncomfortable, and I tried to give it back, but he wouldn't take it because he's just too good of a person. So uh, everybody, I would like you to quietly or out loud, you know, uh, give a big thank you to Matt Bassett. I would plug his social media, but I feel like he'd hate that. Uh, but but here he is, look, like like three thousand people. I don't know how many people are gonna hear this. It better be three thousand. This is a this is a funny episode. Uh, if you guys want to donate, please head over to Patreon.com. Oh, we've got some exclusive content on there. We've got our interview with Jake Cannavale, who played uh, Toro Calican in The Mandalorian season one. Uh, we've also got a couple of riff tracks and an exclusive episode. I'm pretty sure there's an exclusive episode on there. I. I have brain damage. Anyway, uh, there's going to be more exclusive content coming out soon. Um, Gene is is off away, um, and we're going to be, hey, big news, uh, we're going to be covering Justice League, the Zack Snyder cut, which um, I thought was going to be really, really terrible, but it has mixed reviews, so maybe me and Gene will each uh, feel a certain way about it, and we'll go from there. Uh, or, or we'll both hate it, or we'll both love it. Who knows? Who knows what Gene and I are? Our whims are fickle. Uh, so that's going to be coming out next week. And then I think we're going to be going back and doing Spider-Man Far From Home, which was the original plan. But then we changed it to Justice League uh, while it's fresh. And if you don't feel like watching the Justice League, I think you'll be all right. Uh, it's a, a re-release. Um, and it'll be fun. You'll, you'll get to hear us rag on it. So come on by. Uh, that uh, This episode... Uh, a little bit of dark humor, but other than that, nothing not, nothing that I recall. This was two weeks ago, so, uh, I'm gonna give a general, uh, um, what's it called? Trigger warning for everything, so that way I'm covered. Even though I'm, I don't think we talked about anything crazy in the Spider-Man episode. I know we joked about killing a dog. I don't actually know if I took that out. Uh, I would like to put, um, uh, out there that it was a joke. I love all dogs, there was just a yappy one that we didn't like, and we said some some unkind things. But rest assured, uh, I would I would kill all the people before before I allowed harm to come to dogs. That's probably not better. Oh well, you know uh, here at the War Porn Podcast, we say if you don't do it right the first time, uh, fuck it, just just put it out into the world and accept the repercussions. So thank you guys for tuning in to the War Porn Podcast and, and, and making our dreams come true. Ugh, I didn't I didn't like the way that sounded. Uh, thanks for tuning into the War Porn Podcast and 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 giving our delusions form. Uh, without without viewers like you, what what would we be? Just two annoying, 
undiagnosed neurodivergence sitting in a in a house in Brooklyn yelling about movies we barely paid attention to. So, you know, keep tuning in and tell your friends and tell your loved ones uh, because because we want to get this message far and wide and and we got we got some big things big things coming down the pipeline. Anyway, I hope you guys enjoy the episode. Uh, find us on social medias. Let us know what you think. Give us your suggestions. Uh, if you say something clever, we might repeat it on the podcast. Who knows? Uh, the, the, the world is your oyster. Anyway, thank you and, and enjoy. Do 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 This is the theme song. War porn. War porn. Song. Huzzah! Hey! We did it. Hey, we're, it's it's us, the War Porn Podcast, yes. coming to you from the downstairs. From the downstairs, because the... There's a dog that yeah. will not stop barking. Yes. Yep, 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 yep. I'm I'm Gene Meyer, I'm a, I'm a clinical therapist and a Jew. He also has a sore throat because he... Why, why do you have a sore throat, I was throat, practicing Gene? vocals for my metal band this week, alone, in my sister's car. <laughs> on the which way, which is a Volkswagen, a bug, Volkswagen bug, which has a which rainbow has a, sticker on it, which has a, a <laughs> convertible top. Yes, so everyone can hear you. Yes, so they can just they just hear like, yeah. my mom, yeah. fuck you, dad, and 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 then they look and there's like a little pink convertible <laughs> yeah. love bug, boop, boop, yeah. boop, boop, yeah. boop, going yeah. down the yeah, road. Yeah, exactly. The irony. And Beautiful then we got irony. here. Uh, to record the episode, and there was just like the yappiest dog ever. My upstairs neighbor has a, has a yappy. Look. I'm gonna guess it's um um what do they call a Pomeranian? Is that the one? What's the little fluffy? Not fluffy. They have like little ringlet hair. A cockapoo. No, has another name. They're like white, but they turn brown after a while. Uh pomegranate. A pomegranate. Uh, it's called a pomegranate. <laughs> Is it a pomeranian? I don't, I don't, do I look like... No, they're called Bijons. Bijons. They're called Bijons, and they're the dog I hate the most. They're a son of a Bijon. They're just a Bijon little, they're, they're little, they're like four pounds, Mm -hmm. and they have that, they're not even fun to touch. Yeah. Like, my dog is soft, and when you pet her, you're like, oh, you're so soft and fluffy, like a cloud. Your dog is perfect in every way possible. Yeah, notice she's in the room right now, and you'd have no idea, isn't Mm -hmm. that right, Loki? Great job. Mm-hmm. She's just she's just lifting her ears and gently tapping her tail on the ground. Not even aggressively, just. Oh, you're so cute. You're so much better than a Bichon. People who own Bichons also have the I. If you're if you own a Bichon, you're a Karen. There, I said it. Wow, that's a bold statement. A bold. We're starting off the episode. Damn. Bold. Bold. Emboldened. If you own a Bichon. You're a Karen. And by that, I don't mean that your name is Karen, although statistically. You mean like the negative white woman stereotype Karen. I don't know. Do black women own Bichons? Actually, I don't don't even know what a Bichon is. You have to Google it. Google what a Bichon is. I I don't know if Bichons are specifically a a white woman dog. How do you spell it? I have no idea. (laughs) B-I-Jean. (laughs) B-I... Lil Jean. Lil Jean with a B? <laughs> B Jean. B Jean. B Jean. B I J N. It's a restaurant. I don't think that's 81 it. 81 Hoyt Street, dog. New York. Our new corporate sponsor. Put in dog. 
Bichon dog. Oh, look. it's two eyes. Here you go. Oh, that? Yeah. That's a Bichon? Well, the, the top photo is a what looks like a Middle Eastern man with... <laughs> oh, that's not a that's Bichon. Not, no. I was going to be like, oh, my entire theory First of all, has been thrown out the why window. Why do you have to comment on the ethnicity of the man because I just said in the that, photo. Because that, first I mean, of he all, looks, you make things that aren't this racist guy, this sound guy, racist. This guy. I literally was like, if you want to be this, John, this, you're, this, you're a That Karen. looks like... Can you not scream? That the, that looks like a skinnier Joe Rogan with his dog. And you're just a, like, this, Middle Eastern this man. clearly... That's not... A, that could be an Italian guy. That guy's Middle Eastern. That could be... Dude, are you kidding? All right, now we got to find out the ethnicity <laughs> of this the guy in this photo. Dude, are you kidding? He's, okay. he's very clearly... Meet Bijan. And I didn't say that in a negative connotation, Gene. Okay, wait, wait, wait. All I said was it means that only white women aren't the only Bijan owners. But he doesn't have a Bijan, so my theory stands. Can you lay down, Loki? Can you lay down? Yeah, right there. That's fine. Okay, thank you. Don't grumble at me. This guy... This guy was born and raised in Germany. Okay. Bro. You're telling You have two apologies you need to send out. One to the Middle East and one to Germany. Oh, I'm sorry. Are you saying that Middle Eastern people can't be born in Germany? No. Oh, wow. So look who's the racist now. And then in 2011, he moved to Brooklyn. Which is where Balam? Why are you reading this man's it, biography it has, as if it's telling I'm trying to his find out is has it been? He's a dog I think trainer. That you are definitely being the more racist of no, the two of us. No, he's a German dog trainer, and you just. I'm sorry that that you, first of you all, don't think that if I if I were to tell you in, in your mind to imagine what a German dog trainer looks like, would it be that guy? <laughs> no. Oh wow. That so I'm allowed to. I'm a Jew. I'm allowed to. I'm allowed my anti. When I think of a German dog trainer, I think of like Otto von Wolf, and he's like piercing blue eyes and like oh wow piercing huh yeah he's like kind of handsome but in an evil way. That's we're getting off topic. You are definitely coming off worse in this exchange. No, absolutely not. I I've I've been thinking about how I always feel like I'm going to get canceled, and I realize it's because whenever I'm just like, oh yeah, I met this black woman today. You're like, oh, <laughs> oh! oh, and I'm like, and and you are the one who is the I problem. I know. I have done nothing wrong. You, you know why? I'm just like, hey man, you know, I'm just really glad that like black women saved our our uh, <laughs> our election, and you're like, oh, load bearing. I'm like, I, I think what I said was pretty okay. Look, I, I came to this conclusion a while ago. That you're a terrible person? I'm just <clears throat> very uncomfortable talking about race in you any You should context. be. You look like you would have... You, I know. You look like you have problematic views. Yes, exactly. So anytime you bring it up, even in a neutral context, I'm like, oof. <laughs> you're oof, giving me a complex. Oof. I'm like, which makes you the problematic one. I'm the one who's out here, who's but, who's just flaying himself on the altar of of uh, progressivism. Oof, I'm losing this. Flaying your now, okay, now your turn to sink, <laughs> sink the. You shit. just hear anything, <laughs> and you're like, yeah, yeah, that's bad. It's no good. <laughs> you can't be- I don't know. I'm just like, I, you, you know, some people would. Don't lean forward and you okay, yell. Right. Why? We're, this is our 22nd recording. 
Wow. And you still lean forward towards the mic to scream. When are we going to do a best of episode? <laughs> Never, because I'm not going to edit it. Oh my god. Do you want to go through the some, the 60 hours of content yes. and find... No, we'll pay Kevin Zach to do it. <laughs> You know? Kevin Zach, go go ahead and go back through sixty some hot hours of content, of just us, and just and just find those best ofs, and then um, you know, put it together. And just put it together, uh, and uh, you know, throw some, throw throw some good, you know, a laugh track, a laugh track, yeah, yeah, definitely some oohs and ahs, and then um, all, and then like if you could just set that to visuals, yeah. and then um, and then create a YouTube channel, and then build a Death Star. Yeah. Yeah. And if you could build an internet satellite uplink. <laughs> Start your own cell phone company. And then I'd like you to host it there. Yeah. And then we're going to become the next YouTube. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it's we're going to be RedTube. It's called YouTube, but better. YouTube better. BetterTube. Bettered. Um, what if it was just the letter U? Tube. But <laughs> tube is spelled T-O-O-B. <laughs> I think we're on to something that, here. That would that would be a hit with Gen Z. I think I think you don't know anything about Gen Z. <laughs> Dude, I'm on TikTok. <laughs> I know the, I know what the kids are up to these Every days. Every time I mention anything from TikTok to you, you're like, I have I have no idea what it's that true. is. I, I it's true. Because I'm a psychopath. I'm like, oh yeah, you know the like, no, 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 no. You're like, no, I've never heard I've never heard one of the most popular songs sounds on on the on the app. Sounds. Yeah. I I don't know. I. I I, I can only watch in like short bursts. I think that you only use TikTok um, for you. I don't think you watch others. It's true. You just one hundred percent. You're a leech. There's no one on there who I'm like. Oh, I can't wait to see what they post. Except for you, Patrick. Lies. No, it's true. I like. I watch all your videos. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. Sorry. I used to watch yours, but um, <laughs> they're just too angry. What? Really? I'm kidding. I'm making oh, fun. Okay. Oh, okay. Can you stop licking me incessantly? Don't get don't get all shy. You're just sitting there licking me because I get it. You want attention, but it's podcast time. It's podcast time, it's, baby. It's time for podcast. So this week we watched. Wait, you didn't introduce yourself yet. Oh, my name is Patrick Lawler, and wow, I, I said that weird. Lawler, 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 Lawler. <laughs> Uh, my name is Patrick Law. Can you stop getting... Are you going to be probably... Yeah. Oh, the dog. Oh, the dog. The dog is moving around. <laughs> Listen, buddy. We're recording a podcast. All right. All right, look. I'm going to lock you in the other room if you don't knock this stuff off. Get it. Come here. Come. Come. Over here. Go over there. Go over there. Yeah, yeah. Block, block her off with the cardboard box. All right. Now she Yo, can still, like, see us Do you want to build... A pillow fort after this? You don't have any pillows. You just Dude, have, we this, have like, these couch cushions. You just have this like weird nine eleven painting. Uh, my grandmother made that painting. That doesn't make it less weird. Okay. What is that supposed to be? It's an abstract painting. It looks like it's an abstract painting of nine eleven. And maybe it is. Do you see what I see? I do. You see so, what I see? So abstract paintings are kind of like Rorschachs. <laughs> I just see nine eleven. Yeah, you see nine eleven everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, these two these, these two, two windows. Windows nine eleven. Oh god, this this painting. That New York Jets hat reminds me of nine eleven. Nine eleven. I'll tell you what reminded me of nine eleven was this movie at the end. Yes. Sort of. Yes. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. When he's under the rubble. 
No, but I was thinking the part where he, he tries to keep a plane from flying into New York City. Oh yeah, <laughs> I mean that, that too. But you know, um, oh, uh, I'm I I uh, I I I mm-hmm. am Patrick Lawler, and uh, these are my stories. This is <laughs> this is the Warport Podcast where we watch. So Patrick's a veteran. I am. I am a veteran. Yeah, and a trans person. And Fuck you, Majory. Yeah, G- G- yeah. Ma- what is her name? Majory Ma- Green- Karen Von Major- Soccer Mom. Ma- Majority's mask Taylor. Taylor. Yeah. Um. She's like trans people don't exist because she's a dummy. Um, but she. I, but I, somehow I'm, the Jewish space laser does. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> she believes in Jewish space lasers before she believes that non-binary yeah. people exist. Yeah. So that's me. I'm a non-binary veteran. Mm. Uh, is that everything? Oh, I'm disabled. Disabled. Ah, well, you yeah. could tell. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was coming across. <laughs> that was, that was, you know how they say if you're a good writer, you show don't tell. And, <laughs> and I, I, I like to show my disability. Yeah. So here on the War Porn Podcast, we watch popular movies, mostly Marvel movies. Apparently. Yeah, for the past ten weeks. Yeah, has it been ten weeks? Yeah, we've gotten pretty lazy, but it's also. Well, like, I figured we were just gonna do all of them. Yeah. Oh, next week. Oh, we gotta watch. You gotta catch up on WandaVision because we're gonna do WandaVision. Okay, we're gonna do that next week. It's over next week, supposedly. <sighs> all right, I'm down. Can you can you handle all that? Yeah, I'll it's do like it. five hours with credits. Ugh. So it's only how like, long are the episodes? Like a half hour. Oh, that's fine. That's shorter than the Mandalorian. Yes, it's okay. much shorter than the Mandalorian. Okay. All the entire show all together is gonna be like six hours. Okay, and I caught up on The Mandalorian pretty fast. You watched two seasons in like a week and a half. Yeah, so I... So you have to watch like a quarter of that in a week. It's also like riveting, so you'll get through it. a lot of people are talking about it. I know, I'm shocked you haven't seen any of it at all. Dude, I am like... It made me like real sad last... You ever... um, I don't know if you do this. Do you ever like see a thing and you're like, this is going to make me cry later, but like not right now? And you just sit stoically through it and then like a day later you're like... (gasps) Vision! That was so astute. Uh-huh. I do that with uh, conversations. Can I say the line? I don't think it's a spoiler. It's just like a really great line. He says, um, he says, I, th- I don't remember. He said it probably better than, I might be paraphrasing. He says, uh, what is grief but love persevering? And I was like, that's some good shit. That's pretty good. Isn't it? That's pretty good. Yeah. I like that. That hit me in my feels. I, a, I, I wanted to make fun of it. I was trying to think of the angle I would take, but that's pretty good. Yeah. From a robot, no less. Oh, I thought the vision was the dog. The vision is... is You've seen the vision. We've watched movies with him. You've talked about him. He's the talking dog. <laughs> right? Yeah, the talking dog <laughs> in all the Avengers movies. Yeah, yeah, that one. What is, what is grief but love persevering? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Scarlet Witch is in a. He's is the in a robot romantic. who can walk through the ceiling. Scarlet and shit. Witch is in a is in a ro- romantic relationship with, with a, a dog, robot or with, dog with a dog, a robot dog with a robot dog, yeah. and then she has children. Dog <laughs> spoilers. Yeah, she fucks a dog. <laughs> That's why everyone's talking. That's about. what happens some of that show. They can't get enough of it. Dog like, fucking. I love how that that yappy dog is gone now. We can't yeah. hear it. So we move down here to the much less interesting. 
Before, there's a TV that plays hockey. So but I have the can... game on my computer. Yeah, but it's like small and way over there. It's not like a big TV <sighs> full of hockey. Fine. I'm... The whole goal of this podcast is to get you into hockey. There's nothing <laughs> else. I don't care about the mental health. I don't care about any of the movies. It's just my way of slowly getting you into the sport of ice hockey. And then next year, we'll go to a game together. Oh, how exciting. A great time. Do they, do they go... Um... Do, does do they play the song where it's like y'all ready for this? Yeah. Is that is yes. that just basketball? No, it's hockey. Hockey does that too. Yeah, if it was like nineteen ninety four. Oh, they don't do that anymore. I mean, I thought sports was perpetually in nineteen eighty seven. Really? <laughs> yes, really. I'm sorry. Patrick doesn't like when I say really after he says something, even though it's my way of showing that I'm listening. Because when. It's the same response every time. Really? It, it feels it feels disingenuous. <laughs> well, what do you want me to say? Anything other than the word really with a question mark. Okay. I mean, if you just said okay. Did you see how, how weird that felt? I, I love how anytime I'm like, <laughs> hey, you do this repetitive thing, you're like, oh! Oh, so you just want me to like shoot you when you're done <laughs> talking? And I'm like, no. I think there's a comfortable middle between you saying... Really? God. Every time I explain something, and I don't know, whatever violent option you're going to pick. Oh, so you just want... You just want me to whip out a sword. So you just want me to, like, (laughs) just, like, slap you with my dick. Yeah. Yes. Which I would... I would be be willing to do that. Honestly, I'm a little upset that you haven't slapped me with your dick yet. Lombardi slap. Is that what you call it? Yeah. I call it the... The... Cleveland, hello. I, <laughs> how long has it been? Uh, 17 minutes we haven't said what movie we watched. We watched Spider-Man Homecoming. I am so. I was worried all week you were going to watch the wrong one. Me too. <laughs> I was like... I was like, I know I was like, home he's definitely... I'm like, all of them have home in the name. So he's Spider-Man definitely going to watch... He's going to watch the second one and he's going to come in and be like, yeah, it was crazy Mysterio. I loved it. It's like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, they act like there was already one movie. I don't yeah. get it. And, like, Iron Man's dead, which is crazy. Whole <laughs> yeah. movie's about how Iron Man's dead, and yeah. it seems kind of odd. Yeah. But you did watch the one with the vulture. Yeah, Michael Keaton. Brilliant. Brilliant. I, oh, yeah. I, I love... I, I hope they have him back. Me too. One of the few Marvel villains that isn't dead. Uh-huh. Uh, or shot across the galaxy to protect the Soul Stone. Mm-hmm. Which is what happened to Red Skull, apparently. Uh, oh, I yeah. yeah, remember that? And he shows back up. He sure does. Well, it's not. Um, it's not. What's his nuts? Hugo Weaving. It's not Hugo Weaving. It's, it's not. No, it's just a good impersonator. Oh. You put so much red makeup on him, you can't tell. That's bullshit. He's just like, just do a Hugo Weaving impression. He's just like, it's me, Hugo Weaving. And nailed that, it. That's Perfect. Pretty good. Hold that's on, let me try good. it again. No, wait, what's, the, what's the bad accent I hold? Oi! Oi! I'm Hugo nice Weaving! Hugo Weaving! <laughs> I just thought I'm popping! <laughs> what, what the fuck kind of name is Hugo? Hugo? Um. Well, there's the Hugo Awards. I feel like it's an old-timey name. It's an old-timey... Like Gladys. Yeah. Or, or um... Like um, 19th century British Pretty much class. anything with a G... G? Um, excuse me. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, like, 
like Gladys or, or Gertrude or Gertrude or or, or, or uh, Gallimimus. That's which is a is I almost that, said Pokemon, but it's is, a dinosaur. Is that, oh, okay. Gallimimus is the running one from Jurassic Park that the T Rex chases down in the later. All the kids and 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 Alan Grant are like. Oh, as Gallimimus, <laughs> all you can see with his pack tactics. Oh, it's oh no, a T Rex. Oh, I'm a T Rex. Uh, <laughs> I I'm sorry, I stopped paying attention. That's fair. I, that's you know, don't yes and me. That's it's whatever. No, I just haven't seen all the Jurassic Park movies. Which, by the way, you haven't seen the first one. I saw the. Is that the one that goes like? No, the Gallimimus <laughs> is like the the the. It doesn't have any like frills or horns or anything it's just like a bird looking and they run in like a group it's like a pterodactyl no it's just a running one it's like it looks like oh, an does ostrich it have, does it nope. have it has no it has nothing it has no does it eat people no it, it was only in the movie towards the end there's like a flock of them running and they're all hiding behind a tree and the t-rex is like comes out and eats one of them while they're watching it's like after. It's like either Is right it a before real dinosaur, the Gallimimus. Yeah. Yes. How do you not remember that? It's like How halfway do through it? the. How do you spell it? Gallimimus. G A L L. Oh, oh, that's how you spell it. Gal G A L I M U S I M. Gallimulator. Gallimimus. Gal It's either right before or right after the electric fence scene, where Alan. Ter- traumatizes those kids for no reason. Wait, they don't have a picture of it. Put it not in Wikipedia. How, how do you spell it? Gal, G A L I M U S, Gallimimus. G A L I M I M U S. Okay. But go to image. Okay, I, I... Oh. It's yeah. just like it's like a ra- that thing? it's like a raptor, but it doesn't. It's an herbivore. It doesn't eat people. Yeah, remember that scene though. Oh, good. Yeah, I'm glad they came home I, and the dog got. I yappier. do. I do remember that scene. Is it being picked up? Now they're telling it to stop. Ooh. Great. Should we go back up? I guess we'll just stay down here so yeah. they can yell. Yeah. I don't want them to hear. The our... FDA just granted emergency use of the Johnson and Johnson vaccine. Oh, that's neat. And that's the that's the one where you only have to get one shot. Oh, neato. That's good. Yeah, you know, my parents just got their second dose, and my sister's all dosed up because she's a nurse. You know, sometimes works on COVID floors. So everyone in my family is gonna be fine except me. Do when you get it, you get it for like a day or two, right? No. No. My boss got it, and she said she was like. Yeah, everybody everybody gets vaccines and then decides that they were super sick the whole time. But that's like, there's no evidence of that. And like, oh. it's just like a bullshit thing that people say a lot. A lot of people have the flu and then get a flu shot and then the, and then just have the flu. And they're like, oh my God, the flu shot gave me the flu. I can't take vaccines. Some of, some of my coworkers got it and said it like gave them a lump and shit. Okay. I'm just like, where does the microchip go? That's what I want to know. Oh. <laughs> Does it, like, and, and second of all, like, is there an option to get it rectally? I would like to have it um, um, fed to me by ants. 
By ants. I would like ants to carry individual molecules mm-hmm. into my mouth. I keep my mouth open. The ants walk in one side. They, just, <laughs> they, they drop it off. And they walk out the other. Well, like... Uh, I'd also like the ants to be wearing boots. Yes. So I need you to make individual six boots per ant. And however many ants it takes to deliver the vaccine to me. So you, so, so you want to like, start a, a boot business for A boot ants. business for ants. This is that's a ant really booties. Good idea. Yeah, people be like for my aunt, and I'm like, it depends if there's a U in there. Yeah, aunt without a U. It's not, it's for, not your for your mom, it's sister. It's not for your aunt. It's for it's the for your incest. Aunt. <laughs> it's not for your aunt. Your auntie. It's for your auntie. Yeah, and not auntie like how much stake you have in this poker game. Your auntie like shoe your, shoe your, wear for incest. Shoe wear. <laughs> We make sandals. <laughs> oh, great. There's someone home and I'm, I'm just being... Home. Yeah, dude. You're like, we are going to record you getting into a fight with my upstairs neighbor. Good. Have him come down. And dude, I don't... Bro. I I don't want to insult you, but I think he could take you. Oh, excuse you. I'm scrappy as fuck. Yeah? How are you in a fight? Oh, real good. Because I have... Um, I have a, I have I don't know how to say this that isn't rude. Oh, I'm very strong in a in okay. A, in, I a, you. in a I sort of lose in a weird way <laughs> in like a in a Lenny from Mice and Men sort <laughs> yeah, of way. Yeah. I just my buddy once jumped on my back and I freaked out and I reached one hand over and grabbed him by the scruff of his clothing and like pulled him up and over my body and oh. like threw him and he was like what the fuck and I was like I don't know I got scared. <laughs> Are they here? They're right there. We should just like bring them in and have guests on the on the cast. Oh now Loki's whining. Hello. Um, yeah, big. So speaking of ants, we watched Spider-Man Homecoming. Which is a movie about uh, a a boy. A boy. Who has spider powers. Spider like powers. But not really. Other than the fact that he can stick to stuff. Well he And can I guess he's strong. Strong. Spiders are strong. And he can like he can do flips and shit. I guess he is very acrobatic. And but I it always pissed me off that the webbing he like makes in a lab. Oh, I hated when he organically could shoot it out of his wrist. Why? Because I like that he's like a really smart. In the comics, he's just like he was just smart before he became Spider Man. So I like that he designed the web fluid himself. I just, I, I think that's like, if you're gonna have a spider's powers, like a spider shoots webs, so why not? You know, a spider spins webs slowly, it doesn't like But it comes out of its ass, out. right? I mean, yeah, but it, it doesn't like... It doesn't shoot. build it in a lab, it's a spider not like, lab. It's not like, flip, flip, and then it just like... Yeah, know. but, I mean, come on. Are we gonna split hairs here? I don't know. Why does he have the ability to see the future? <laughs> Oh, the spider sense? Yeah. I don't think that's see the future. I think it's No, more... it straight up is. He has oh, mild Lord. precognitive abilities. Damn. Maybe that's not even the spider thing. Maybe he's just... It's, it's actually so powerful that when he loses the spider sense, he can't um, stick his webs to stuff anymore because he was using his spider sense uh... to figure out where to put um, his anchor webs. Mm-hmm. So, like, when he loses that, he has to build this, like... He builds, like, the spider armor mark three or four anyway dude I, I always thought it was funny in the cartoon how he'd be like swinging and he like shoots a web and it's just not very clear what building 
the web like lands on. But they they land from that in this where he goes to shoot a web and he just falls. Off yeah, the yeah, face. yeah, yeah. <sighs> it's funny. It, so so Spider Man Homecoming mm-hmm. was the sixth live action Spider Man <sighs> movie. Wow. I, no, I think. Yeah, there yeah, were yeah, three yeah, in yeah. the Tobey Maguire trilogy. The trilge, two of the trilge. utterly failed. Then there were the Amazing Spider-Man. Utter trash. I don't think the first one was that bad. It was pretty bad. I liked. I liked aspects of it. I liked the relationship between uh, Gwendolyn. Um, what's Gwen her real Stacey. name? Gwen Stacy and and Pitar. And I liked. Uh, I I liked that he built the web shooters himself. And I kind of liked him as Spider Man. I you know I liked him as Peter Parker. He was too mean as Spider Man. Mm-hmm. Those are the things I liked about this movie. I liked that Dennis Leary was in it. I liked Dennis Leary, but I liked that he was like, "Don't, don't date my daughter." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and he's, he's like, dying. "Okay." And then he's sitting in class he's like, "I can't date you." <laughs> yeah. And then like a second later, he's like, "But what if I did?" That's the thing about, and that came up too in this movie. Spider-Man is always so tortured by yeah. his conscious. Yeah. And it's like, Being why? Spider-Man sucks. Yeah. And I really like that it, like, more than any other hero, like, being Iron Man sucks sometimes. Sometimes. When, like, when a bad guy comes along. Yeah. But he's still super rich mm-hmm. and this egotistic maniac who's, like, half the, oh, I invented time travel. Yeah. And, I mean, he dies, but, like, other than that, there's a couple good stretches where, it, like, He's Being the Iron man. Man's all right. He's the fucking man. And and then Peter Parker is like, everyone I love, yeah, yeah, is gonna be tortured by this. Yeah, I'm constantly gonna be being pulled between two. That's that's his whole vibe. Is like he's a sad boy. He is a sad boy. And he's like, like he's like at the end of the Tobey Maguire movie, he he's like he you know his best friend hates him because he killed his dad, and then. Mary Jane, he's like, ah, oh, I can't be with you because I have to be Spider-Man. And he like walks away and he's crying. It's really, it's really <laughs> lame. I'm so sad. Yeah. <laughs> he's super tortured. But that's also what makes him so relatable. Spider-Man was always, I think, intended to be relatable to a teenage audience. I think they really recaptured that with this movie. They sent him back to his teenage years. It feels like a teenage rom-com at times. Patrick, what are you tweeting? <laughs> the, I don't I don't want to I don't want to be mean, but the person who was running the Sotnov unofficial account has decided to not do it anymore and I just was like I it's you don't it's fine. <laughs> they like they just posted this tweet being like I'm not funny enough for this and it's like listen Shh. Yeah, it's, it's stupid. It's it's a stupid, silly. Like you don't. There's so so much weird drama came out of this. How so? People like I wait. Explain what it is. So Sotnov, uh, for those who don't know, is Ships of the Northern Fleet, the show that I was on from between nine and twenty seven seasons, <laughs> sometime between the nineties and early two thousands, I think. Um, <laughs> a friend of mine uh, wanted to do like a Mandela thing, mm. so he invented a fake show, and then a bunch of people were like, we're cast members on it, and we've been reminiscing about the show that's totally real, mm. those things I just said were lies, as you remember it, everybody remembers the show, 
But like, instead of remembering the show as the perfect show, people are like, remember all the racism? And it's like, <laughs> why though? Yeah. And like, there's been like toxic fans. And it, it, it's literally shown to me that even, even if you had the creative ability to imagine the perfect show, mm. some people won't. Like, isn't that nuts? That it was this prompt of like, hey, remember this show that we all loved? That's the prompt. Mm-hmm. And people heard that prompt and was like, yeah, remember how awful they were to gay characters? <laughs> and it's like, why? You could remember it as the, the progressive, wonderful show. Because whatever show you want it to be, and what you pick is like, ugh, remember the worst Thing? Because people are so used to pointing out those aspects in TV shows now. It's just, it's, it's, it also shows me that like nerd discourse is gonna be negative. No matter what. No matter what. Yeah. Imagine it, what they're gonna say about this episode. <laughs> <laughs> because like it's not a real show. Like it, there was no, there was no racism existed. or transphobia. It never, it never, but but, and like people will come on to, and also it shows me that like nobody, you know, you go to an improv class and they're like, yes, and and you're mm-hmm. like, this is so fucking simple. And then I meet people who, when when put in an improv situation, just don't get that. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, fuck me. You really do need like two to three years of being just, no, no, just, just say yes and then add to that. <laughs> and, and, and like, I used to, I remember I would go to like an improv or whatever and they'd be like, listen, before we start, like, don't do a racism or this <laughs> or that or a, a transphobia or like, just, just don't, mm-hmm. don't improv this stuff. And I was like, oh, come on, man. Like, we should be able to do whatever we want. And then I saw, and then, like, in improv, you gift each other. So I would be like, we, you know, you and I are standing in a scene. And I'm like, hey, brother, isn't it crazy we're on the moon? And, like, th- that's a terrible problem. Yeah, that is awful. <laughs> that, that's an example of a bad way to that's start a, a scene. Bad way. But I've gifted you, like, you're my brother, and we're on the moon. Right? So, like, now you have two things to work with. Mm-hmm. So, like, when, when a good improv team will, like, think of good gifts to give their, like, well, yeah, you're the one, you're the men- Mensa fucking candidate or whatever. And now this other character's like, oh, well, now I'm smart. Now I gotta say a smart thing or whatever. And people would come onto my page being like, I played Glurp, the character everyone hated. And they're like, yeah, wasn't it crazy how racist you were? <laughs> and I was like, why would you gift me? Yeah. That I wasn't that that for eleven or whatever seasons I was just the most racist. Like, why the fuck would you do that? That's what you have to work with. Oh, I I was like, no, I'm not gonna yes and that. But it it like it put in this perspective like how unfun mm-hmm. and like shitty that is, and why I understand why improv is like let's not have that. Yeah, like a, ahead of time. Yeah, the thing the I mean, peep the general public kind of sucks. It's it's crazy to me how stuff that is like, hey, don't, and people come and like, oh man, remember, remember that arc where like this character like killed your mom, and I'm like, 
I guess. <laughs> In another way, like, I guess, I guess it depends on the skill. Because we were doing this, uh, this recording where, um, and I don't think, I don't think people realize the joke. So one of the guys in our crew found, in quotes, a script. And we all read it for, like, a cast reunion. Mm -hmm. And he was like, hey, we found this! Wink. Hey, they're gonna be reading exactly what's on the page. And so the script has, like, chunks where it's, like, improv. Now make up a crazy thing. And one of the guys had a, had a really fun... Where it was like, make up a terrible thing you did to Glurp. And my response, no matter what he said, was, you don't scare me. <laughs> and so he knew I was gonna... And so he came up with this thing where he, like, slaughtered my whole family. Nice. And so I had to be like, that doesn't scare me. And, I, and so then I just responded, you killed my whole family. <laughs> and it was just like this hilarious improv yeah, yeah. moment. But, like, that's... Dip, oh, look, that's WandaVision. Now oh. streaming. And, um... So I guess it, like, depends on how you do it, where it could be funny, but, like, it's not funny to be like, hey, remember how that fake character you played was, was like, <laughs> would just, like, hated this specific race? Yeah. And it's like, why would you invent this? Well, it's because people suck at improv. And they, <laughs> and they can't... It makes me think that, like, it's impossible for us to live in a wonderful society because people can't even imagine one if if given the option. Well, no, that that's just never... I mean, we were... I don't know, even know if I want to bring this up, but the fucking... The airstrike. Oh, yeah, you wanted to talk about the yeah, airstrike. Yeah, I'll bring up the airstrike, so... Bring it up, baby. All right. So Biden this past oh, week... I don't know if you guys know this, but we're about to get political. Yeah, baby. Oh, that never happens here. Fuck Spider-Man. We're going to talk about the airstrike. And then eventually Spider-Man. Yeah, I mean, they're the same thing, really. I mean, <laughs> if you think about it, wasn't Spider-Man homecoming about, about airstrikes? airstrikes? And, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the airstrike happened. I got the update from Reuters. Um, I guess they killed a bunch of terrorists. No civilians were hurt. And then a couple of days later, uh, everyone's like, me, 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 right? Patrick? Yes, keep talking. I'm sorry that I looked away from you for even a moment. And like, I don't know. I, I, it's like, I get it. I get why people are upset. We haven't gotten our stimulus checks yet, but the bill did just pass yesterday through Congress and the only people who voted against it were House Republicans. And like... I'm like very much, you know, I'm not a U.S. imperialist or any way, but like, I don't know, like, you know, this, this is what happens. Like, why are you, why are you so outraged? And like, not only that, but like, it was a retaliatory strike and like, I don't know, just the past couple of weeks, I've seen like far leftists doing a lot of really bizarre, uh, like, China apologyism, Stalin apologyisms, all this kind of shit that's just like, okay, are you guys just so anti-US that like you're willing to support other evil regimes or like, I, I don't know, I'm just confused here and I'm not sure what's going on. I've noticed, uh, I, I saw a lot of tweets, a lot of them were like, re first of all, I've discovered something about myself over the last week. 
I thought I really didn't like conservatism, uh, and that is not true. I don't like reactionaryism. Yeah, that's I good... can't stand when people just like. And I I do want to be specific because I, I think we're a bit reactionary sometimes because oh, we like we see a thing on the news and then we talk about it on the podcast. But I I don't think, and perhaps I'm wrong. I don't seem. Or I don't think you and I base our political beliefs on whatever just happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Mostly because, uh, but like, so I made this week, I had this huge thing about guns on my channel and people would come in and just yell this stuff at me. And it took me a long time to realize why it was so frustrating. And it's because it's the exact same sort of energy I get from conservatives. Exactly. Because it, they're not really listening to what they're I'm just saying. just shouting talking points. Just, Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, what about the children? Which just just for anyone who's listening, um, if your argument is what about the children, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you don't have an argument. Yeah, it's true. That that's like the classic rhetoric of like, oh, we're going to let gays yeah. just be. Mm-hmm. What about the children? How would I explain to my child that that man likes to pork that other man? <laughs> it's what aboutism. It's it's that and and so this week I just saw all these tweets that are like, oh, Biden's been president for thirty days, and he's attacking Syria before he gives Americans health care. And it's like, first of all, what? Like, I okay. The mil like, do you think the military like leaves the country <laughs> and then like goes back into the country? like? Operations in the Middle East didn't stop because Donald Trump stopped being the president. Exactly. Joe Biden, first of all, Trump bombed more people than I think Obama did. Yeah, yeah. It, like, and don't call me on that, but it was like a crazy number. His arms deals were definitely bigger with the Saudis, and and also like here is an airstrike that took zero civilians and and, and hurt te- terrorists. Yeah. And they're like, well, this is just another example of America policing the world. And it's like, did you think that Biden was going to get into office and, like, cease? First of all, at no point has Biden been a, um, uh, uh, what, what's the Anti-interventionist. <laughs> no, what's the word when you only do America? Uh, isolationism. Isolationism. We're like, oh, we don't, we don't bother with the rest of the world. It's like, we still are in Afghanistan and... Iraq and all these other places in a different role than we were before, but like that's that hasn't changed. It's that it's that same energy they come in. We're like, well, I just don't think that we should let the bad guys have guns. Mm-hmm. It's like, yeah, I mean, that of course you do. I don't want that either. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants bad guys to have guns, but they do. It's <laughs> it's far left reactionaryism. Reactionism. I just don't think we should be bombing other countries when we have so many problems at home. And it's like, yeah, well, when you say it like that, yeah, and you just yeah, when take you boil away it down. All... But this was a retaliatory strike. They and it's not like Congress was not passing. Yeah, exactly. COVID and... relief still got passed. And by the way, it's the fucking Republicans yeah. that all voted no. So you're just mad. Oh, I can't believe these Democrats didn't. What break the law? Like, I, first of all, the airstrike was in retaliation because they struck an American base in northern Iraq. In yeah, I they hurt the some people. The they killed an American citizen. So we struck back. These were I, Iranian-backed militias. This was to send the message that you don't do that. 
So I get if your whole thing is we shouldn't be there in the first place, which I agree with. But like at the same time, there's like all I the, don't. There's these like Kurds and all these people in northern Iraq who are like depending on us for protection from these like Syrian terrorists and like Assad's forces. So like if we did pull out and like I'm pretty sure don't quote me on this, but we pulled out of somewhere last year and, and it caused like a huge like anytime you remove troops from an area uh that is still like tumultuous, it's just gonna cause a power vacuum. Yeah. That's why we haven't been able to just remove all troops from the Middle East like people want. And then and and like They'll do that reactionary thing where they're like, well, what about the time that they bombed a wedding? And it's like, yeah, I think everybody pretty much like agrees that that was bad. Yeah. And like, it, it, it's one of those things where they say things and they're like, oh, you, you support this? And it's like, I, I don't support like, it's reduction war existing. Yeah. But I understand that like, like, and like four months ago, everyone was pissed alongside like i'm still pissed that the russians put uh, russia put bounties on u.s soldiers heads mm-hmm. and, and then trump, and did, trump nothing. did nothing and then now iran's doing the same thing and biden did something and, and everyone's pissed, pissed at him for yeah. it so it's like well which one oh are you gonna give them sanctions we're we gonna sanction iranian terrorists like it's it's this like bizarre well it should just be peace at any cost and it's like yeah I, I i love that idea but i don't know if you know this um evil exists there's what it comes down to really is and this is a problem and when i say the far left i mean people with anime profile pics on twitter because <laughs> that's all the far left really is is there's no pragmatism to it there's just like well they should push healthcare through it's like yeah they should but guess what they have like you know, Republicans to get passed. So, like, Republicans gonna... have made it unbelievably clear that they are just not going to do anything ever yeah. again. And I, I don't know what we're going to do about that as a country. Maybe fight a war. The, the more this goes on, the more I'm like, I think there's going to either be a war or we're going to balkanize because there's just mm-hmm. no way we can keep living under the tyranny of the min- minority. And they just pushed, like, Across the country, like, 243 different new legislations to just keep people from voting. Mm -hmm. So the Republicans have made it clear, like, hey, we're not changing our tune. We're going to obstruct, and we're going to make the government not work, and we're going to blame Democrats for it, and then we're going to keep being put into power until we burn this whole fucking thing down. And then people can't believe Biden did this. It's like, why aren't you looking at... The 200 Republicans that, yeah. and two Democrats that voted against fucking COVID relief. Yeah, it's it's crazy. I, I don't think the president should have all these powers. Why hasn't Biden single-handedly... Yeah, exactly. It's like... <sighs> it, you know what it is? It, there's, it's not how government the, is supposed to you know, work. We go on and on about people on the right are ignorant or miseducated. There's so many people on the left who fall into the same boat. And Honestly, I, everyone, uh, everyone. Everyone at every... Liberals have these bizarre beliefs about firearms that just make me so fucking mad because they clearly know nothing about them. Dude, all we... I just think we shouldn't have military-grade weapons. What the fuck does that mean? You know what military-grade means? Lowest bidder. It mean, it's, it's, a, it's a marketing term like um, all, like all natural. 
or um, uh, uh, what's the one? Free range. Free range doesn't fucking mean anything. Oh, I see. There's no like FDA. I think that's the one where they just slap it on milk car- egg cartons to make people <laughs> feel better. Oh well, it's a free range chicken. Yeah, what does that mean though? Like, I can't believe it's not military grade weapons. Military grade is literally just some bullshit. They slap on products to make dummies think. Mm-hmm. It, but it does, like, I'll tell you what. Most of the shit we had in the military was really fucking bad. It was just like lowest fucking bitter. Whoever could make these in mass for cheap. Some of this stuff was pretty high quality. Not a lot of it. Like the... But Dude, the, you know how many fucking crotches I blew out of my ACUs? Why? Because they're just not stitched together well. What? What's a crotch? Like your crotch? Yeah, like the crotch of my pants. And you blew it out with a gun? No, like they would just blow out from where... You'd be wearing them and you'd squat oh. and your fucking crotch would blow out of your pants. Oh, oh Like okay. you'd squat and they're just... Oh, you're just talking about a, the pants? Yeah, the pants. ACU's the, the, the uniform. Oh, oh, I didn't... I thought it was a gun. No. And I was like, the guns have crotches now? Yes. So my gun's crotch. Yeah, where would the crotch of the gun the crotch, be? It's, it's got to right be... Right where the, like, where the, well, the butt. The it does have a butt. Yes, it has a butt, as a crotch. So I guess the well, would the would the barrel be the dick? Whoa, let's let's is not, the whole let's gun not genderize a guns? Okay, fuck you. Guns are super male. Uh, okay. I I would love you for you to find me a woman who doesn't think that guns are the equivalent of a penis. Oh man, I, when you fire them, they look like if you fire a big enough gun, the um. <laughs> Like, the the cloud that comes out looks like a penis. <laughs> like, when you shoot artillery pieces, because it's, like, two, like, bursts to the side, and then, like, a flight. So it looks like just a big dick mm-hmm. for a second. So, like, every gun is a penis. What would be, like, a, a the, like, weapon form of a vagina? Um. <laughs> like well, a. La- what would be. Lacrosse stick? <laughs> I, I don't know. Like a <laughs> maybe like I a, don't know, but I do know that guns are phallic. Yeah, I, I think that's a fair. I was gonna try to like be the feminist contrarian there, but I, I think I, I Freud would look I, at America I, I, yeah. and be like, "Oh, which which has the ones yeah. who have all the guns? Yeah. Oh, they have the smallest. Ah, some guns can be kind of like boob." Like boob like boob like boob like like booble Michael boob like like the boob gun in Star Wars that one strikes this back. is the second time you've brought up that I know. particular gun it's, it's a boob gun. there was also the boob guns from Austin Powers yes that satire yeah uh wh- those guns they have on the aircraft carriers that look like this <laughs> <laughs> You can't see it, but I'm doing an incredible impression of, of aircraft carrier. He he's nailing it. I'm like holding up my two fingers, going like this. He's making he's gesturing in a very sexual way, but I don't think he intends to be. Oh, yeah. But um, what were we talking about? Uh, no one knows anything. No one knows anything about them. They also keep coming in and being like, "Well, you know, we should be able to get rid of assault weapons," and I'm like, "That is just a checklist." Of of incidental pieces of a weapon, not about the firing mechanism. It's not about the caliber. I did see there's like this this gun law that they want to try to pass, like 152 or something, and it was just like 
unbelievably aggressive. It was like, all of these guns and ammo types are banned. And if you have them, it's 25 years in prison. Jesus. I know. And I was like, "This this is the problem. Either it's so absurd where it's like un- it's clearly going to get struck down as unconstitutional or it's like this feel-good band-aid legislation where they're like, well, we'll just get rid of the AR-15 and then that'll stop all the shootings. And yeah. it's like, it won't. What will stop all the shootings? Honestly, if I if someone was like, what would you do to fix this? Uh, I would, one, make it legal to research why gun violence happens in the United States. That's illegal? Yeah. The NRA has made it, has been, uh, got a law passed where you're not allowed to use federal funds to research gun violence. That's bullshit. And Republicans have been fighting to keep that that way the whole time. That's horseshit. But that I, doesn't mean it's illegal. That means no, it's you just can't, not... You just can't do it. So there's no research done in the United States onto why, like, why do we keep having these school shootings? Mm-hmm. Because the answers that are going to come back are... Uh, mental health and guns. Because mm-hmm. we have a lot of guns and no mental health care. Yeah. And like, but the thing people need to realize is like, in these places where guns are outlawed, they still have violence. They just uh-huh. use bombs and acid. Acid? Yeah, and in the UK, the terrorists just throw acid in people's faces. Oof. It's like a big thing. In France, they like stab people. They stab people and they drive bombs into stuff. That's true. So like, but, but... Just to play devil's advocate, people here would say that those attacks aren't as lethal as the shootings. I mean, just as many people died in that bombing as... Which bombing? Didn't like 14 people die in some truck bomb in Paris? Uh, maybe. I don't know. I'm pretty sure they did. I... It, my thing is like mental health. You, we, we need to have mental health reform. Mm-hmm. I... If, or, and if we're going to do legislation on firearms, come up with a bet. Like, it can't just be these, these the scary, gun, scary sounding, the things. scary scout yeah. sounding. And it's like, and it's ineffectual. And then it's like crazy dramatic mm-hmm. with the, the jail time. Because the other thing is whenever they pass gun legislation, it's not white folk no. that get hurt. It's no. black folk. And they do it. Like, look at California's history with gun reform. And then look at like when they do it. Who's actually going to prison for this? It's like when they crack down on drugs. It's not a mm-hmm. bunch of fucking mm-hmm. white That's kids true. that are, are getting the brunt of it. So my problem with it isn't like... It's it's that it doesn't work currently in its current form. It And its implementation in America is going to be next to impossible. Because our law enforcement system is like deeply, deeply racist. And those white supremacists aren't going to go to their buddy's house and take the guns from the people we that they yeah, want them yeah. to take them from. They're going to take them from the people who need them. Mm-hmm. And then you try to you try to lay all that out, and people are like, "Yeah, it's definitely a big hurdle, but like we should still try." It's like they're. It's one of those things where it's like we can't get the minimum wage rate yeah. like like higher. And you want to wage this battle for the thing that nobody want? Like, <laughs> nobody wants to give up their fucking guns. I think it would be especially dangerous after this past, the events of these past two years to try to take away people's guns. That's just the truth. And I think, I think everyone knows that. I think Biden knows that. I think both parties know that. And I think that's why nothing's going to change in that regard. And it's definitely not the most pressing concern right now. It's also, 
people don't like the fact that like they're allowed to have them. Yeah. They were, and, and I'm really tired of hearing, well, it's supposed to be a well-regulated militia. Listen, the Constitution is a set of guidelines written 240 some odd years ago by a bunch of revolutionaries mm. who, while they did create an interesting and intelligent system of government, has later been interpreted differently mm-hmm. the supreme court came out and was like hey we have interpreted this to mean that you're allowed to own guns not that you're allowed to be in the national guard mm-hmm. or the militia you're just allowed to own guns and everybody being like but the piece of paper says <laughs> is is just so useless of it's just i'm tired of these like i just don't think that violence should exist yeah. great yeah. Great. I, I don't know anyone who's pro-violence. Well. I am. <laughs> I am too. Especially against that dog from earlier. Emotional violence, baby. I definitely had some, some choice ideas of how to get that dog. You wanted to roll some M&Ms under the door. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Just Patrick Waller. I was kidding. I was. Dog murderer. Man? Patrick Waller, dog murderer. Yeah. He was ruining the take, Gene. I know. I'm sorry. First of all, we don't know if it's a he. That's true. I shouldn't misgender the dog. Where did I put my M&M's? Oh, no. Did you... Did I feed them to my dog? <laughs> oh, God. Did I stick them in the coat pocket? I think I think uh, what we both have been going on about is that it's frustrating when people who have no idea what they're talking about say platitudes that sound mm-hmm. good mm-hmm. and think that is akin to having an opinion. Well, it's just, you know, it's so apparent. We've talked about it for months about it happening on the right, but it happens on the left too. And I'll, 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 I'll be the first one to admit that, you know, uh, four years ago I wrote a paper, a 20-page paper about gun control for my grad program. And I wasn't even aware that fully automatic weapons are illegal. <laughs> Um, sort of. Like you a, can like buy a... a machine gun, but you have to get a two hundred dollar tax stamp oh. because two hundred dollar tax stamps used to be a lot of money. Oh, in certain states, you're allowed to own a tank or an artillery cannon, sorta under sorta. certain regulations. Yeah. That's what that guy um, Dupont did. Charles Dupont. He lives in Pennsylvania, kind of near where I do. He he bought a tank and like blew up a guy with it. <laughs> it's crazy. They made a movie about it with Steve Carell. Did they really? Yeah, it's, uh, it's called Foxcatcher. Oh, they all. There was also that other guy that that built that indestructible dozer and just drove through a small town. Nice. Remember that the Killdozer. Killdozer, yeah. yeah. Because if people are gonna go fucking nuts, they don't need a gun to do it. Yeah. They could just they up armor a dozer, a dozer. <laughs> a dozer. <laughs> and drive through a small town. Granted, not a lot of people died when he did that. Oh, that's such a cool name. Killdozer. It's just, I'm just, I'm just tired of, of these, like, and then people would come in and they would just ignore every single thing, every point that I made, and they would just ignore it to be like, well, we could do this and this and this. And it's like, well, we've tried that and we've tried that and that other thing's unconstitutionally illegal. So, and they're like, well, then we'll just change the constitution. And it's like, all right. Well, it's okay. It's like, yeah, because you have the, because anyone has the political power for that right now in our gridlocked America. We're on one, mm-hmm. 
This goes back to those tweets where, where you know, they were like, Biden did this. And then one of them was like, good luck in the midterms, Democrats. And I was like, so who are you going to vote for? Because yeah. you have two options. Nazis <laughs> and true. the ineffectual Democrats. It, I, I, th- those are it. Those are your fucking options. Oh, well, I'll vote for... Yeah. Who are you going to vote for? Man. You want to vote for that Nazi? How about that one Nazi in a wheelchair? Have you seen him? No. The guy who's like Hitler's youth, but like... He, he, oh, he said some fucking terrible... He's either in the House or the... I don't think he's in Congress. I don't think he's in the Senate. But he, he looks like... Like he's got like the haircut and he's all up and down. But he's like in a wheelchair. And it's it's very off-putting because it's like he... Why is he in a wheelchair? I don't know. I don't know if he got in an accident or something. But he definitely has said some like... Either vaguely or ostensibly pro Hitler. Sh- I think he oh. quoted Hitler or something, and it's like, bro, I don't know if anyone told you, yeah, yeah. but Hitler wouldn't have been a fan of yours. Yeah, it's just it's crazy watching people like work for uh, he. It's it's the it's the strangest thing in the world watching a guy be ostensibly a Hitler's youth pastor, <laughs> but he's. <laughs> In a wheelchair. Yeah. And you're like, God, how? Yeah. This just, this image, it doesn't make sense. It's true. Hitler, he, he didn't, he, didn't he hated the disabled. Yeah. He would have them like sterilized. Right? He put them in the same camps. Yeah. Damn. The only people who survived the, the, those were like Aryans. And if you were fighting, if you could throw you in the army mm-hmm. somewhere. Mm-hmm. Damn. <laughs> so. Oh, uh, what was I? Yeah, so like, who are you gonna vote for? Mm-hmm. You know, you gonna vote for Ted fucking Cruz? Is that is that better? Oh, he's so cute. Let Texas <laughs> freeze and then get up at CPAC and did a stand up comedy routine where he literally was like, "Oh, this isn't as nice as Cancun." <laughs> and it's like you're the devil. <laughs> you are. You know why he's doing that, right? He's trying to run for president in twenty twenty four. So he's he's going with be uh, a piece of shit. Yeah. And you know what? It's going to work. Do you know he complained about his neighbors telling the press that he went to Cancun? Yeah, there was some like controversy Ugh, about... You can't do anything anymore. Re- ...releasing the group chat text. That's what the... They were like, you should... And all these reporters were like, yeah, you, you know, you really shouldn't release a group chat to public. I can't believe that we would call this public <laughs> official on his shitty like, behavior. Oh, Fuck yourself. Oh, oh no. Did God. you get caught being a piece of shit? Oh, poor baby Teddy. Dude, I get like... With a Raphael, how is he going to recover? I get like... Like, people have emailed my boss about my TikToks. You're the... And, and I'm nobody. And you're the fucking... What? The senator from Texas? <clears throat> and you're fucking over the entire state? And someone... Heroically leaks your fucking group <laughs> chat. That person deserves a presidential medal of freedom. You weird chinned motherfucker. You're born in Calgary. You're not even an American. He was born in Calgary, but really but he's against immigration, which he he's a, himself he's benefited just from. A, he's a gelatinous cum dumpster glob of evil. That has gained sentience and been placed in a suit 
and has a mullet. He showed up at the impeachment trial with a hipster mullet because we live in the darkest, most fucked up diarrhea shithole reality where our bad guys are appropriating Brooklyn hipster culture. So what you're saying is that we live in... <laughs> a society. Wow. I've seen the Joker in the fall of 2019, and I learned that we do, in fact, live in a Does society. Does he say that in the movie? No. He did say it in the trailer for the new Justice League movie. Wait. We live in a society isn't a line from the Joker? No, it's just, it's a meme. Oh, I thought he really said it. No. Oh, so that's why everyone was so upset when the Joker When he actually, actually says it. says, Batman, we live in a society. We live in a society. <laughs> so... Did you see him with his Jesus thorns? No. He's got, he got the crown of thorns. <laughs> Jared Leto, he's trying so hard to be a good incarnation of the Joker, and he's just failing violently. Just violently. Just terrible. He is... He... Now let's talk about this asshole who's in the world's shittiest band. They suck. They're terrible. <laughs> they have their own island. He's a cult leader. He is like... He's like fucking... Who, who's the guy who had made everyone drink the Kool-Aid? Jones... Not even Kool-Aid. It was Flavor-Aid. Can you believe that? <laughs> he was too cheap to he buy Kool-Aid. too Kool cheap to get actual Kool-Aid. What a fucking... If you're gonna what make... What a fucking asshole. If you're gonna make a hundred people commit suicide... You, you gotta buy them some fucking Kool-Aid. Kool you got Flavor-Aid. That is so... That is an indictment of modern capitalist America. You're gonna make... 200 people commit suicide, but you're too cheap to buy them fucking Kool-Aid. So you buy them knockoff flavoring. You think he was standing there looking at, like, but he had, like, the two aisles at the, at the grocery store. <laughs> yeah, and he, yeah. he, like, he just, he's like, you know what? Didn't he also drink it? I, I think so. Or maybe, yeah, I don't know. It, 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 that's important, because if he lived and was like, well, I, you know, I'm going to save ten bucks. I, uh, but if he's also I got the coupons it, for the flavor aid, so... Like, what does he need that money for <laughs> if he's going to drink it, too? Oh, I, man. I, did he? I don't know. Let's, uh, Is it Jonestown? Jonestown, or, Jonestown, yeah. Look him up. All right, all right, let's... Look up if because if he was all, if capitalism was ingrained yeah. so deep that he but even if he did drink it himself he still was probably like I mean look I'm gonna die in a couple of days but I you know I gotta save a couple of bucks I gotta save ten bucks yeah so what you're saying was he was living in a society living in a society yeah. Jonestown it was a remote settlement Jim Jones uh a cult leader. Oh, okay. He he did drink it. He did drink the Kool Aid. He drank the Kool Aid too. Yeah, the flavor Aid. Yeah, but I still did it say Kool Aid in the, in the Wikipedia. Uh, let's let's go down. <laughs> let's find this out. Within five years of moving to blah blah blah, Jonestown. Oh man, guys, should we watch Spider Man? Yeah, Spider Man, which had a reference to Jonestown in it. Did it? No. <laughs> um. <laughs> On the tape, Jones tells... It did teach me that... Um, I'm confused about this, because I thought the Army Corps of Engineers... Cyanide-laced grape-flavored flavor aid. <laughs> Joe, later released Temple film showed Jones opening a storage container full of Kool-Aid in large qu quantities. However, empty packets of grape flavor aid found on the scene show that this was used to mix the solution. Uh, so it was a mix. 
No, what they're saying is he said it was Kool-Aid. Oh, oh but it was flavoring. But it was flavoring. Damn. So now that, that headcanon, he's standing in a Walmart. <laughs> Kool-Aid flavoring. He's got the coupon. He's, he's looking, he's like, yeah. Ten cents less. It's like I, I, these coupons are going to expire many these, soon. How many of these do I got to buy? <laughs> you know what? We're going with the flavor aid. <laughs> you know the committee only allotted us this much for our budget for what the was, suicide. Where was Jonestown? I was in going South with like America. a Minnesota. It was in South America. Yeah. Well, that's where he set up his little thing. I thought this was like an American thing. It. Well, he was American, but he set it up in uh, Guyana. Oh. Yeah. So Spider Man, Spider Man is a movie. It's a film. It's a it's a film set in a society Ooh, where uh, where a young boy gains spider powers. <laughs> we, it, we did talk about this a little earlier. What? So what did you what did you you've seen the movie before? I love this movie. It's my I think it's my favorite Spider Man film. Yeah, I do. Oh, lies! Into the Spider Verse is my favorite Spider Man film. I haven't seen that. You're gonna love it. Oh, we're gonna watch it? Probably. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I thought it was really great. I, I thought after the disasters that were the Garfield movies, um <laughs> and and I say that meaning both the amazing Spider Man and the live action Garfield <laughs> the Cat films. <laughs> I thought this was great. It was a return to form. I like how they made him a teenager again. I like how they made it like a teenage rom com. Uh I liked his friend Ned. Ned, uh, I loved Michael Keaton. Um, they made Aunt May hot. Yeah, you're real mad about that. I, it's like, I, first of all, Marissa Tomei, be- just beautiful. Just I, I, like I can't be too mad about it, but it just feels so weird that they made this Aunt May, this like grandmotherly saintly character, into a fox. I like it. Well, you're sexist. I'm sexist. Yeah. Because I I think grandmas are allowed to be hot. Great aunt, aunt, great aunt, great aunt May is allowed to is allowed to be I a mean, looker. Fine, but it's like does every does every woman in every movie have to be hot? Yeah. Oh, I don't know if you know this, but <laughs> sexism exists. Yeah, and you're supporting it right now. I sure am. I guess. <laughs> Wait. So me being like, I think it's fine for Aunt May to be hot is sexist. In a postmodernist sense, yes. I take it. <laughs> okay. Uh, please leave your review of why yeah. war porn yeah, is sexist. Please leave us a 15 paragraph review. I, uh, iTunes um, www.itunes.warpornpodcast. Oh, another thing I liked. At GeoCities. This was not an origin story. Oh, no, thank God. Yeah, for neither the hero nor the villain. They were both just there. Maybe the villain a little bit, but not not like... We got to see the villain's, like, moment where he'd be, he was like, okay. Yeah. I'm going to do crime. But it wasn't like... And that was the very first scene. Mm-hmm. There was no, like, elaborate, like, oh, he's a good guy, but he's going to have a bad day, and he's going to become a bad guy. I... One of the things I appreciate the most about um, Marvel movies, and I, I think Marvel movies specifically, is that at a certain point, Marvel started to trust that the audience mm-hmm. would just go along. Like, they made enough of these Marvel movies, they're successful enough that they were like, hey, you fuck 
fucking know who Spider-Man is. Exactly. He got bit by a spider. He has these powers. Uncle Ben. Yeah, yeah. You get it. I know. There was no... There's no having to see Uncle Ben die. This movie almost avoided it. <laughs> yeah. They, they were like, they didn't even they were like everything that happened with Aunt May, and I was like, he's talking about Uncle Ben. But it was like alluded to, yeah. and it was like, that's not There was no scene where he like goes to his bedroom, there's a picture of Uncle Ben. And it just and it and it, it zooms in mm-hmm. and then a narrator's like what you say here yeah, exactly. is the young Peter Parker yeah. is very sad. About his Uncle Ben. A tangerine. A tangerine. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I really it's like me, that. Michael Caine. Yeah. I'm here to tell you about <laughs> young Peter Parker and his Uncle Ben. Yeah. Who, I don't know if you recall, said with great power <laughs> yeah. comes great responsibility. I know when I was in the tangerine. <laughs> In Burma. In Burma. Some men just want to see the world burn. Malaria. <laughs> Malaria, sir. Malaria. I'm like losing that, that accent real That's hard. a pretty good Michael Caine. I, I think he's say. a little too high. I, you gotta... Oh, he's a little bit breathier. <laughs> oh, he's a little bit down here. Oh, he sometimes comes up here. But then he settles. <laughs> in a nice, breathy... Michael Caine. <laughs> More cocaine. Yeah. More cocaine. More cocaine. <laughs> I saw a guy do like an incredible TikTok where he, he was talking, he was like explaining how to do a Michael Caine as he effortlessly like changed his vocal intonation and then he like morphed it into a, 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 a Matthew McConaughey because Matthew McConaughey is just doing a Southern Michael Caine. Really? Because it's... It's just really breathy and just like you got that southern draw. Yeah, I see it. I see it. It's that same oh, deep, gro- like I see a lot of lawbreakers here tonight. I see a lot of lawbreakers. <laughs> Have you ever seen Magic Mike? No, it's a good movie. I've heard that. It is a. It's, I one of my favorite bits, and I know he's not a comedian in vogue anymore. But when when. Um, Louis C.K. says, I've never seen the ending of Magic Mike. I think I know what it is. And the ending is, I'm gay. (laughs) It's just one of the best bits about how, like, it confuses him sexually. And he just refuses to, he's like, I'm I'm "I'm 48 years old, I'm not doing this. Love that bit. That was, Probably, whatever. Yeah. Uh, you're canceled. Uh, this is a good canceled. movie. Thank God, I'll be unburdened from the shackles of success. Uh, it had a lot to say about uh being a teenager. I like uh I like the themes of this movie. It, it's uh I like that he is out of his depth. Mm-hmm. Like even though he's super powered and he's got this multi million dollar suit, like. He sucks. Mm-hmm. He gets he gets he gets his shit wrecked like constantly. Yeah, he, he it's it's him like earning his stripes. A lot of people when this movie came out didn't like it because it was very Iron Man heavy. I I love that. I do too. I like this relationship. I I don't get why we're not allowed to like. I love the Marvel Cinematic Universe because it's a riff on stuff that I like mm. done simpler. Like, I don't know if you know this, but Tony Stark in the comics isn't 
Howard and Maria's kid. They had a kid, but he had like, um, like an a an alien came from the future to okay. tell Howard Stark about how his son would eventually have to have to be in a god killer mech. So he changed like the substance of his son, but then Howard Stark changed it back. So then his kid had to be in an iron lung. So Arno Stark, which is the Stark's real kid, is in an iron lung until he later becomes Iron Man and wears the God Killer armor. And then Tony Stark is the adopted son of Howard and Maria Stark. And then maybe, kinda, probably, is the son of Mephisto, who is the worst character. He's the character who um, Spider-Man sold his marriage to to get his ailing old aunt back. Because he just can't let her fucking die. She's like 98 and he's like, I'm going to sell you my marriage to my beautiful young wife so that my 98-year-old aunt can be alive a little longer. So you like that they are just like... And I like that Marvel's like, ah, he's, he's hard, Howard's kid and he's got dad issues. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we'll stop. Which I thought was the whole... The whole... A, lot, a big theme of the movie was... Fatherhood and how male values are passed down from generation to generation. Because he had, Spider-Man here had a couple of father figures. He had Iron Man, he had Happy, Mm -hmm. and he had Michael Keaton, the Vulture. That's a big thing too with Spider-Man is like all of his father figures end up betraying and trying trying to to kill kill him him. with robot arms. It's either Otto Octavius... (laughs) Or um, Kurt Connors, Kurt Connors, or uh, Mister Negative. I forget what his, his... Harry, Harry Osborn. No, Harry Osborn. Also Harry Osborn, the yeah. Green Goblin. Mister Negative has a different. I don't remember Mr. his name. Negative. Yes, he his like in, he has like negative powers, and his colors are inverted. So he's got like it's almost kind of he's he's, he's, uh, he's got it's kinda... he has he doesn't indeed have a black face, Oof. but it is inverted, so they get away with it. Okay. Wow. All his colors are inverted, so he has like bright white hair, and he's Asian. I don't remember his name though. Okay, I feel like you just dug a hole there. I didn't dig it. <laughs> I, I mean, didn't fucking I mean, write. I mean, you know, I didn't invent Mister Negative. Yeah, but fatherhood. He was... is doing blackface though. Yeah. Negative. We should cancel Marvel Comics circa nineteen seventy eight. I don't know when Mister Negative came along. Is it? I've never heard of this character. Technically, anyone who, who inverts their face. Blackface. Canceled. If you use an inverted filter, canceled. That's what you just said. Yeah, you know what? I, I will stick to that. You're going to stick to that? Yeah. Good. So this movie had fatherhood. Not a lot of... Um, it's one of those things where I'm like, Peter, Peter should have PTSD. Yeah. He gets... They all should. He gets hurt a lot, and like, it's played off because he's like a kid. But I'm like, damn, this motherfucker's getting like hit and thrown into. Oh yeah, like thrown into a lake, and 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 I mean that that he saves his friends who were like falling down the elevator shaft of the Washington Monument. Oh yeah, and all I love how all of them are just fine. Yeah, like, it's homecoming. Yeah, <laughs> we almost died. We almost died, but it's cool. Looks like my whole family. Yeah, <laughs> it's played for laughs almost. The whole movie is played for laughs. Yeah, I mean it is a comedy. It and I like until it's not. 
there's only like one scene that's like I do think, and even knowing it's coming, I think the whole reveal where the vulture is Liz's dad is just so tense. Oh and yeah, well done. I I remember seeing that in theaters. The scene where he opens the door, and it's Michael Keaton. That's like super intense. But the scene in the car. Oh, and when he figures it out, and the light and the stoplight goes from red to green as he it clicks. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're you're Spider Man, and I love the. It's one of those really well done acting scenes where Liz has no idea. Yep. So they all are keeping up different, like it. It's like I like said. He figures out that he knows, and he's and like it's it's just such a nuanced, well developed scene. It's like Hitchcock said that to create tension in a scene, the audience has to know something that some of the characters don't. I I also now that I've seen this movie a few times, it's so. Interesting how heavy they lay on that the vulture's daughter is Liz. Mm-hmm. Like they, he'll be like, my my kid is at the, at the Cathalon, and then it cuts to a shot of Liz. And I'm like, oh, there. I love when they put it right there for mm-hmm. you, but you don't really like pick up on it until he opens the door. No, because he's <laughs> yes, I'm like exactly. it's such, well, it does use doesn't like, it? I'm like you are using the fact that they're a mixed race couple, yeah, to, to, to like to, fool to, like, the fool audience. Fool the audience. They're like, well, I never put that together. It's true. There's even like a lingering scene where the mom comes out and like looks at Peter, and Peter's like. Oh. Oh, I get it. I get it now. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh! There was, I, I, I'll Aren't say, we all the racists I'll, today? I'll say this, that this movie was very progressive. I like the fact that the bully was like, what, what was he, like Indian or something? I think he's either Indian or... or I really, I'm not exactly... I really like It's that. a very diverse cast. I yeah. love that. yeah. And his friend is Asian, and Marissa Tomei is hot. And yeah, just... we've got a hot lady. <laughs> yeah. She's Italian. That gets brought up. Oh. In it, when he goes to the d- deli, and he's like, she's got a oh, the but... hot Italian aunt. You know what I didn't like about this movie? Is I feel like they de-Jewified Spider-Man. Spider-Man is a Jewish kid from Queens. Is he Jewish in the comics? It's so heavily implied. I don't... He's a Mets fan. He's complaining. He has guilt. <laughs> I always thought that... I, I mean, I know he's written by Jewish writers. I always thought he was meant to be like, everybody can glom onto him. Which I is mean, why he yeah. wears the mask and yeah. why he's not like super buff. Yeah, but... It's just this everyman. Everybody can... You never read the Bar Mitzvah issue. <laughs> <laughs> Number 13. Barukatai Akumeni Macaroni. <laughs> I did, I, this movie makes me like New York a little more. Yeah! It's, it's like, got that, like, hey, fuck you! Hey, Bubba, I'm walking over here! Hey, get the fuck out of here! Like, when he goes to, like, he gets the carjacker, and he, like, he's (laughs) like, why are you stealing? Because it's my car, dipshit! And then everybody's head pops out the windows, they're like, hey, I'm trying to sleep! Hey! What are you doing? What the fuck? Oh, yeah. I, it, but it's not in that, like... Um, it's not obnoxiously. No, familiar. I was like, this is this feels like New York. Yeah, like this genuinely feels like mm-hmm. a kid. Like he put, you know, he throws his backpack on a dumpster, and the dumpster gets pulled away. You know why? Like, you know this why? This feels dirty, and I think because it took place in Queens and not Brooklyn. Because if it took place in Brooklyn, like Brooklyn is so in love with itself that it's gonna like make itself like 
the foremost piece in the in the in the background of the movie. But Queens is like Queens is still New York, right? Hipsters don't live there. Tourists don't go there. You know, it's still like old Italian, right? Baba Ganesh. Baba the Boobie is Queens. Baba Ganeshka. Yeah, Baba the Boo-Boo. Uh, we're both Italian. Yeah. Yo. Oh. You're Italian, right? No. At all? No. Really? Um, How dare you? I'm speak of my people. My like mom this. is Polish and my dad is German Jewish. Oh. How dare you? Yeah. I no, I, I decided yesterday I'm allowed to make fun of Italians. <laughs> <laughs> I was like searching my soul. Uh, I'm allowed this. Are you? I am Italian. I am like a lot Italian, so yeah. La Larini. Yeah, that you nailed it. <laughs> Lala, what part of the boot you from, Lala? I have no idea. Yeah. I don't really know that much you about my family You need to get in history. touch with your Italian roots. I gotta get one of those... Those, those cross necklaces? I gotta get one of those DNA tests. You're too tall I just got to a Italian. DNA test. Turns out I'm 100% Jewish. <laughs> Whoa! Whoa! Oh, I'd be so happy. That'd be so great. It would, it would explain all the complaining. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I would just add even more generational trauma <laughs> to, to the pile. I'd be like, oh, you I gotta do, deal with this now. You do like bagels. I love bagels. Yeah. I mean, that's half of it. That's half of it. And right I now. only eat fish. You only eat fish? I never, I'm actually pretty close to kosher, I think. Yeah. You, you, I never combine meat and cheese because I don't eat meat. Yeah. Uh, I do put cheese on my fish because I eat at McDonald's. Not kosher. Wait. Or is it only lamb and, and beef? It's meat and dairy. You just know meat and dairy can touch? I, I think. I don't actually know. Yeah. And I haven't cut my hair in a year. You should grow out some moils. I am. I am growing out my moils. Yeah. That's what they're called. And you, you don't do anything on Friday nights. I do not do... Uh, as as <laughs> does God. Yeah. I rest. Yeah. I spend six days... Doing nothing, mm -hmm. and then I rest mm -hmm. like the Lord. Are you good with money? No. Ooh, gonna have to work on that. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna have to get you some QuickBooks, some Adobe QuickBooks. But I am quite the performer, and I do turn my uh, tragedies into comedy, which I feel that is kind that's of a pretty a Jewish, Jewish thing. thing to do. But, you know, like Shakespeare also did that. Yeah, yeah, that's true. How do you know Shakespeare wasn't a Jew? It's true. He could have been a secret Jew. He uh, he was. I do think he had ADHD. What makes you say that? Well, I, uh, he wrote a lot, and he was oh oh. So that's what the requirement is. You write, write a lot, yeah. So he was, so he was Charles erratic. Dickens. He was ADHD. erratic in his. I think everybody who's ever done anything great ever probably has something it's wrong true. with him. It's true. I don't think that like um, mentally healthy people do anything. I think that it's they true. just exist in. The, I think that if you have the ability to generate your own happiness, you just like that. You just are like, oh man, I'm not. I just like love being alive. I'm just gonna go. For if a I walk. could just go for a walk With and feel joy, I promise you, I would not be a stand-up comedian. Yeah. If I could generate my own happiness, I would not get go it's into true. a basement. And be like, hey, what, what's the deal with the war I was in? <laughs> Isn't it crazy? I would not be putting myself through this. Yeah. I promise. I wouldn't be uh, 
watching Marvel movies for what they have to say about, <laughs> to say about trauma. trauma if if I could generate my own joy. Yeah, but but then your life you would be so boring. You'd be one of those, I would be boring. You'd be like a Starbucks white person. Oh. Where you're just like I'm going to make an Instagram account. I don't know, honey. I just feel like accounts receivable isn't going to take yeah. kindly to the Hey, uh, hey, darling! I I just got back to work from from my job at the the. Uh, I'm a clock. I'm a watch repairman. That's what I think. <laughs> okay. That's what I think. Happy people are. They like <laughs> their watch repairman. They, they, like yeah, you just get like a lot of gratification putting the pieces together. You work at like a kiosk at the mall and make like more <laughs> money than you'd think. And then you yeah you like put Rolexes back together or whatever. And then you come home to your. To your to your beautiful wife and children and your in your three floor walk up Manhattan apartment that I assume that you I'll, may, that you can afford that just by fixing watches and the Rolexes kiosk at you don't think mall. like a Rolex fixer makes a lot of money I think people who own Rolexes are really cheap you don't think they pay a lot of money to get their Rolex fixed I think you have to you would have to really establish your name as the world's foremost watch fixer. In order to make some serious money off of it. Alright, well, like, what do you think, like, an average boring person's they job They work, is? like, an accountant job. They work in, like, HR for, like, a air conditioner company. They get Starbucks every morning. They make an Instagram account for their dog. Ooh, yeah, definitely that. They get married, and they... And, and when they get engaged, they take those, like, yuppie white people holding hands, smiling in a forest photos that just look <laughs> just like nightmares. Just nightmares. They get a they get a photographer to lay on the ground next yeah. to a puddle. Yes. So it can be a photo of them oh. reflected in the puddle. And it says, like, forever and always. Oh. Oh. And then nothing bad happens to them yeah. for, like... 70 straight years until one of them gets cancer and then they write and then they die and then they die and then the other one's just like sad for four years the other one takes up like painting like watercolors or something. but like somehow they're like like really serene about it and they're Mm. like i've lost the love of my life but i'm gonna join them soon and you don't you don't get any like inkling that they're dying inside mm-hmm. you're like no they're really they re- they processed this yeah and they're ready and then they and then they like there's a day where you see them and you're like oh you're ready to go and then they just like quietly die in their sleep like an asshole <laughs> and it's just been like top to bottom 97 years on the earth and you're just happy the whole time and they they've got like a couple struggles but then they just like they figure it out mm-hmm. yeah fuck those people i, I hate them <laughs> Yeah, I, I make they make me mad. Yeah, I'm mad they're, that they exist. They're the absolute worst. I, um, I, 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 I've been in therapy for like tw- thirty something years. <laughs> really? How the fuck do people just generate their own happiness? It makes me so mad. I, they're just like, oh, you know, I had a tough day, but I, uh, I, I took a walk and that really turned things around. I'm like, are you fucking serious? Yeah. Dude. You just took a walk and then you weren't clinically depressed. Fuck you. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to yell at my kids just to make sure they're interesting. You know? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to be like, be like, go back in the basement. You're like, dad, why did you yell at me? It's like, so you could be an artist when you grow up. (laughs) Because I believe in you. Yeah. I believe in you so hard that I gave you childhood trauma that you'd have to overcome. Exactly. Forever. Exactly. Yeah. You're welcome. 
So, anyways, um, so talking about speaking of childhood trauma, Spider Man. Spider Man. Spider-Man. Um, what uh, What did you think? I like these movies. I don't know how much of it. I left my notes at home. Yes, uh, because I am an idiot with ADHD. With ADHD, you're like William Shakespeare too. I am this generation quite literally <laughs> the next incarnation of the Bard. I the Bard of Avalon. The Bard of Avalon. Avalon, New Jersey. You shall refer to me. Yes. <laughs> bard. The Bard. Give me a break. Can we, wait, can we talk about Shakespeare for a minute? Are you going to talk shit about one of the greatest writers of I don't. Time? I don't fucking like that guy. Why? Because he's a douchebag. I think you just don't like him because you know nothing about him. People, people cool. are... You're being reactionary. Yeah. And I'm, I'm loving every minute of it. People, have you even, like... Have you actually, like, sat down and, like, parsed out a Shakespeare play? No. I played sports growing up. Okay. Yeah, look how that turned out. Have you have you ever sat? Do you down? own anything that doesn't say Adidas on it? <laughs> I want you guys to know that he's currently. Do you wearing know? An do you know Adidas what a quarterback shirt. sneak is? Do you know the genius behind a quarterback sneak? Uh, I bet I do. Yeah. I bet I could figure out what it is based on the two words in it. Because yeah, people the who enjoy the ball, <laughs> people who enjoy sports aren't aren't like, oh, you don't know about the. I can't. I honestly can't think of like a not do, simple. Use term. your Michael Caine. Everyone knows. That's <laughs> Michael Caine. The quarterback sneak. Michael, Michael Caine. Why can't I? Can do you? It? Can you do? Hold um, on. Hold on. What was the? What was the trigger word? Tangerine. Uh, tangerine. <laughs> they. They. Uh, hold on. Michael Caine. <laughs> well, you say when the quarterback sneak. Yeah. I'm doing like a weird yeah. David Attenborough. Can you? Can you do? Um. Who's the guy who played Hans Gruber? Oh, um... Alan... Alan Rickman? Yeah, can you do one of those? I don't know. It's like... Harry Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> yeah. Harry Exodus Maximus. John McCain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't exactly. think I can do an Alan Rickman. You can't? You I've just never really... Look, just, just look Put your head up. back and go, Mr. McCain. Mr. McCain. <laughs> well, hold on. I could do... <laughs> that's him falling. Oh yeah, yeah. Off the a, that's a, Plaza. It. Yeah. No, he was it. German in that. Yeah. Oh yeah. So he had the <sighs> Mister. He does like a back of the. He's he kind of Mister McLean. Oh, doesn't he? What does he call him? He calls him uh... John McLean. No, he calls him uh... Cowboy. No, he has the what's the he goes Yippee Kaye and he calls him what's the name? What's the name? Motherfucker. Of... No, he has. He keeps calling him the the famous cowboy, John Throughout, Wayne. Yeah, John. John Wayne. Wayne. That's not it. I got nothing. I would have to sit down and try. You should. My accents are very hit or miss, and they come and go. Yeah, it's true. Uh, what, what were we going we, on? About? We were talking about trauma. Uh, yes, uh, Spider Man. Um, he. He he wants he wants to be an Avenger. Yeah. He wants to swing outside his weight class. Mm-hmm. He's he's like I don't need high school and an education. I can stop a bus with my bare hands. And and you know as someone who has those exact same abilities, <laughs> I agree. Is that how you felt in high school? Uh, 
No, I I was like, I was, <laughs> I didn't pay any attention in school, but I also knew I was smart. So I was also like, when people be mean to you, like, whatever, one day I'm going to own you. <laughs> Not in like. In a racist way. No, no, no. Yeah, I was yelling this at white kids. Okay. So so just white on white slavery. Yeah, wage slavery. Yeah, okay. Uh, but but then I didn't like um, uh, try to do anything like that in college. So it was more of just like an angry, just an angry retort. Yeah, well, I'm really smart. And I'm not going to apply myself because I have attention deficit disorder and, you know, the trauma. So one, one of the interesting things about this movie, one of the interesting things about Spider-Man is it is a teenage fantasy. Because he is a he Peter Parker is a nerd, right? Dork, um, nerds. But he his alter ego is Spider Man, who is annoying, amazing. Like he's beloved by everyone. When is Spider Man ever beloved by anyone, dude? In this movie, they're like Spider Man saved the people in the Washington Monument. We're gonna have Spider. Yeah, but isn't he usually like everybody hates him and everyone is out to get him? And, and not like, in this movie. Yes, this one particular movie, but usually... J. Jonah Jameson usually has it out for him. Get me Spider-Man! Get me pictures of (laughs) Spider-Man! The Bill O'Reilly of Marvel Comics. But I I thought it was interesting because I remember... And he's kind of a dork when it starts. And they're like, ugh, Spider-Man? Like, and then he saves the kids and they're like, like, okay. Yeah, he's the greatest ever. Yeah, he's the greatest. It touched on something I remember feeling... In middle school and high school was, if only everyone could see my true potential and understand like who I really am. Well, I still feel like that now. How so? Well, I think that's every gifted kid's curse. Is that they like are ostracized, but they have this this need within them to you know. And I remember specifically like fantasizing about ways that people could see me and like. In, in a way that would like garner instant respect. And usually Oh, I did that with um but like I would I would I would just picture in my head that I had superpowers and then like a dragon would like burst through the gym wall and I'd be mm-hmm. like, Don't worry everybody, I've got this. Yeah. Just flip flip. Because part flip. part of being a flip 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 a teenager is your flip. I'm doing the web I'm we- I'm doing the web hands. Also the Doctor Strange hands. Also the metal metal hands. Upside down, Spider-Man. Turn over, Doctor Strange. You know why they do this? Because these hands are easier to draw in comic books. Oh, I didn't know that. Hands are hard to draw, but if you shape them like this, they're easier to draw. This is like the easiest to draw hand. Oh, okay. This is all the, the metal... No, you gotta put devil the thumb horns. out. Devil horns. Thumb in, devil horns. Yeah. Thumb out, Doctor Strange slash... Guys, if you can't tell, we're actually doing hand poses. <laughs> we're, uh, it's just a, Gene, Gene's, no, I don't, don't be mean. <laughs> yeah. I was gonna, I, I was gonna say you were doing the, the, the Heil, the, the Zig oh, Heil. Oh, Gene's just over Zig, no. Zig Heiling. He's just over here. Just, just, uh, <laughs> Lauren Boberting, mm-hmm. or whatever that idiot's name is. One of the Congress, Congress ladies. Congress. Well, no, one of them, one of them, like straight up, did that at a Republican convention. Oh she like God. did one and then like turned it into a wave, but it was like really, really obvious, like that it started. What was her name? She's like a very famous uh, Madonna. 
Yeah, it was Madonna. <laughs> She's blonde and white, so that does not narrow that does it not down. does not narrow it down at all. At all. I think she's on, like, Fox News? Ke- Kelly. Kelly Loeffler? Loeffler? That sounds familiar. Kelly. It might have been Loeffler. Okay. Which is a little too close to my name for comfort. Yeah. What are you hiding? Uh, secret Nazis. Okay. That makes sense. I, much like the... No, don't do that. Yeah. Don't, let's... <laughs> look, come on. Whatever I was about to say was going to be this problematic. Family-friendly program. This is a program that has never strayed too close to the sun. <laughs> Ever. Ever. We have been... Except your cornbread story last week. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's not even out yet. Guys, if you're listening to this, go back uh, an episode. No, don't make... Don't retroactively make it... Fine. ...more problematic than it was. It was... It was fine. You're, you're, you're doing re- that face where you're like, <laughs> like where, you, where you're unnecessarily making me seem more. That's my bit. I hate this. I'm bit. projecting. You're projecting your deep-seated insecurities all yes! over me. Yes. I'm spraying your insecurities all over my face it's and chest, what Gene. I do. It's the money shot, baby. That's the business word. Stop in. giving me this pearl necklace of racism, Gene. <laughs> oh my god. I. I I am brave, and I am. You're strong, courageous, courageous. Brave. I am courage, a hero. And they say that he'll save me. That was from Spider-Man Two. You it was it? Spider-Man Two, yeah. By Nick. I'm gonna stand in the way. <laughs> but wait, 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 wait. I do want to. <coughs> oh, I was. I tried to do Nick. Nickelback, and it physically hurt me. Yeah, that's what she said. <coughs> I do. Ugh. I do want to talk about because this. This. So this is something I've been working on with some of the people I work with, and this brought up a lot of feeling experiences I had in high school and middle school about being bullied, being ostracized, feeling powerless, and you know, looking back now, like a lot of those experiences. We like to like play them off as like typical or average and everyone goes through it. But they can be really traumatic. Uh sure. Yeah, I, I agree with that. That probably is something I'm still unpacking. It's hard to tell. It's... Did you did you uh, w- did you were you like bullied at all or ostracized at all? Um I I don't know how to tell this without sounding arrogant, but it was difficult to bully me because I was like so weird that I would like, I I would just like, okay, so like I had a lot of outbursts Mm -hmm. and like I would have a lot of days where I would get like overwhelmed and I would go under a lunchroom table (laughs) Or something that happened a lot. There was, but there was also a day like people will tell. I, I don't remember a lot of this, but people will find me and be like, "Hey, bro, you saw your TikToks. Love. Hey, remember in high school when you pretended to be a book for forty five minutes? <laughs> yeah, you just like climbed up into a bookshelf and you curled into a ball and you yelled, "I'm a book," and then you didn't move for forty five minutes, regardless of what the teacher would say to you. And I'm like, I don't remember that. But that sounds really funny. (laughs) And then there was another day where I like went outside and like humped a tree for a little while and then ran around the courtyard. I was just weird and trying to make people laugh, you know? I did have like, 
Some guy bullied me a little. I think they thought I was not okay. Like, I... I it was like... They weren't like, this kid's nerdy. They were like, something's wrong. And like, but I would then jump on a lunchroom table and like yell or sing mm. and dance or something. So I was like, so... Oh, I got like they would try to bully me, and I ran up into a tree, and I yelled, "I am Treesus, <laughs> Lord of the Trees, yeah. not quite tree, and not quite Jesus, but somewhere pleasantly in between." And then I'd throw sticks at the bullies while yelling, "Tree the Treesus!" and I'd shake the branches, and then like the principal would come out and be like, "What are you? Why are you doing this?" And I did that a lot. So I I feel like I was so. I don't even know what word to use. Uh, ridiculous that the bullies were like, I don't know what to fucking do yeah, with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, one time this kid like pulled, this is the story, because like, I I have like, my brain shuts off when I get into a fight and I don't feel pain anymore. And I just get like dumb strong. And this kid like pulled me aside in a hallway and he like started punching me in the stomach and I just started laughing because I couldn't really feel it. And like, he was just, I, was just, I don't know. It was just, like, this is what this is it. I just laughed at him, and then he, like, took a step back, and he was like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I don't know what to do with this. That guy later joined the Marines, because of course he did. Uh, so, like, I guess I got bullied, but, like, I was busy bullying myself mm-hmm. by putting myself, or just being so, like, I mostly felt, I most of my engagements were with, like, teachers and stuff that I would have, like, ongoing fights with. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like students, I I I think in high school we were kind of the same. I was like the class clown. I, I was voted most spontaneous and would like do crazy shit, like jump out the window, steal the teacher's hat, and all that. But I <laughs> I do remember we moved to Pennsylvania in the middle of sixth grade, and that spring of sixth grade I was bullied pretty badly, and. Ironically enough, that's when I got really into comic books because I didn't have friends. And that's when I really like connected with a character like Spider-Man. And, you know, that was at a time too where growing up there was like a lot of violence and chaos in the household. So I would be like tortured at school and then come home and be tortured. So it felt like there was nowhere safe for me to go which I think led to a lot of the depression and anger and anxiety that I feel today. And I think no matter who you are as a kid growing up, there's a lot of confusion, first of all, because you're constantly, your role, who you are, your identity, that's what I wanted to bring up, is constantly changing. That's what I like about this movie is Spider-Man is figuring out his identity. Would you ever just try to change your entire, like, aesthetic and then show up to school and be like, I'm into skateboards now? No. I, I wear all the, I did that constantly. Oh. Yeah. I would just be like, I don't know, I, I'm into skateboards now, and I would go buy, like, oversized shoes and baggy pants and skateboard brands and, and just be like, this is me now. And then there was the, you know, the while where I just dressed like Harry Potter <laughs> and wore a cloak and carried a cauldron around. Well, it's because when you're a teenager, you're searching for identity. To be fair, I still sort of do that now. Yeah, it's just, you are dressed like Harry Potter right now. I am. Yeah, I'm fully in lesbian Harry Potter. Lesbian Harry Potter. <laughs> Oi, Governor, it's me, Harry Potter. Lesbian. I don't like trans people. 
It's a joke because um, J.K. Rowling is a piece of shit. Now, about that. Allegedly. Quick aside. So J.K. Rowling is transphobic, but do you think she might just be J.K. about it? No, I think she's very serious. I just wanted to make that terrible pun. Oh, do you want to try it again? (laughs) No. Oh, it's me, Harry Potter. J.K. I don't want to treat trans people. (laughs) I don't want them coming in the bathroom, I don't. Yeah. Even though one of the major uh, plot points in many of the books involves boys and girls being in the same bathroom yeah. together. Yeah. The haunted bathroom ghost. Yeah, there's the bathroom ghost. So it's totally cool if a haunted bathroom ghost like looks at your bum while you poop. Mm-hmm. But God forbid, a, God forbid a, a trans woman goes into a bathroom. Yeah. God, God forbid a woman you'd never know was trans unless she told you mm-hmm. goes into the woman's room where she ostensibly belongs. Mm-hmm. Oh. What if she tries to do a violence? Well, JK, she doesn't need to dress like a woman to do that. Or he, or whatever your fear is. It's so, it's so... Men are just going to go into the bathrooms and and do the violence and it'll be okay because they identify as a woman. It's like, no, JK, it's still a crime. That's still a crime. Yeah, yeah. Like, you can, like, I'm... All you have to do is say that you're a woman and then you become one. Yup. Just like you said, you're an author. <laughs> it's a social construct, J.K. Rowling. You, you should know about that. You wrote an entire series about people who could change their physical bodies. Mm-hmm. You fucking bitch. Boop! <laughs> oh, no. I, I gotta sneeze, but I uh, I don't think I'm gonna. Oh. But I want to get back to this identity oh. thing. Oh, God, it's just there at the tip of my nose. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Malaria. Go on. So, because you said something originally a couple of episodes ago. This might have been a while ago about, because I asked you why you joined the army and you said you're a young, angry teen. Sure. And... I'm curious because as a also a former young angry teen, what that looked like for you, first of all. Um I I remember not like caring about anything because like what was the point? All I really cared about was like making people laugh and getting attention. And um I don't know. The military just seemed like a good idea. And it seemed like a place where I would get to, like, do cool heroic stuff. And and maybe uh, prove my value. Because, like, I was, like, a, you know, one of those, like, classic ADHD. Like, I was a gifted kid that didn't really get any of the appropriate stimulus. Or, like, like I was acting out because I was smart and, like, bored. And you'd sit me in this class and be like, back in the year 1832, <laughs> the Prussian army took to the Balkans to... And, I, and then, like, every time I did math, I got yelled at for not doing it the right way. And then they'd be like, here's the color purple. Read this book. So did you have? Did you shouldn't have, have picked the color purple? That's yeah. like an important. Yeah, look. that that's like you're gonna have to Hold write on. some apologies. What what's to, a what's a good shitty white? Oh oh book? um, capturing the rye. 
Here's catching the rye about a shitty white kid who's sad because mm-hmm. he's rich or whatever. I never read it. It's Holden Caulfield, right? Yeah, yeah. And he like, he's like a baseball catcher who catches no. the rye. No, okay. He, he does. He's a baseball catcher in Brooklyn. <laughs> yeah. And every morning the the bakeries throw their rye bread, mm-hmm. and, at, he and he catches it. it. Yeah. He's the he's well. Hold on, he's the catcher in the rye. So he's no, he stands the the plate in is a made field of rye. of rye. Yeah, and he and he catches syphilis. Okay, so you you made it sexual. I did. That was it. Can you get syphilis anywhere other than sex? <sighs> I mean, have you is seen it sex some only? of these subway cars? I mean, I think you get it. You could probably get syphilis other ways from the toilet seat, probably. Yeah. Catch some venereal diseases from toilet Some seats. bad fish. Some bad fish, yeah. Um, so it was the best of time. It was the worst of time. So, uh, so okay. So, would you say that like you were like a gifted kid? You had trouble acclimating to. Um, the school curriculum. I was also on all the drugs. Like ADHD. ADHD drugs. Like so much of them. I was so hyperactive. I, I don't know. Like, it's crazy how, to me now, knowing what I do about ADHD and how I was treated in the school system by my parents. Like, nobody ever gave me an inch of fucking slack for having this fucking neurological disability. Everyone's like, God, you're so fucking lazy. And it's like, I, you know, I, I've been diagnosed since I was four. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you, how does this not track do, with you? Do you, you think you? that's where some of the anger came from? Yeah. Now, well, I mean, basically I got told that I was this brilliant kid who sucked. And not that like... Nobody ever sat me down and was like, hey, man, listen, you have executive dysfunction and you have all these, you know, you you have these outbursts because your emotions are really powerful. And this is how we're going to deal with this. Nobody ever at any point. It was always just like, hey, why are you such a shitty kid? Mm-hmm. Why are you so angry, shitty kid? Why are you such a violent, shitty? And I wasn't like beating people up. I was just annoyed and sarcastic. And everyone was like, hey. Fucko, why why you like this? It's like I don't know. Maybe because uh, you all yell at me every day. Did you take your meds? Hey, hey, Pat, middle class every day. Hey, hey, Pat, I see that you're in any way exuberant. Did you take your meds today? Did you take your meds? Did you have a bowl of Fruit Loops this morning? That's too much sugar for you. Did, like in the middle of everyone, my all my peer group knew. Like, oh, Pat has ADHD. So you felt you felt really ostracized. It sounds like by teachers and authority figures. Oh yeah, that's the fucking worst. And the so I think it's there's some weird ironic thing where you. It sounds like you raged against the system. Yeah, but then you decided to join the army, which is like a much more intense system. I would say. I don't think. Anyone joins the army because they like structure. Thank you. That are you done? Do you want to honk a little more? (laughs) Uh, That's odd because I I mean maybe some people do, but like 
that's like one of the first things I think of when I think of like being in the army structure. Waking up at 5 a.m., making your bed, having people yell at you to eat your breakfast. Oh, I thought about blowing stuff up. Well, that too, but... That's... Ex- I, I never thought... Of, I was also in the National Guard, so like... I didn't... I wasn't joining the everyday army. Mm-hmm. I was joining the... Hey, you'll get called up during emergencies and maybe to go to war. So, like, in my head, I was like, I, I mean, I, this doesn't, this isn't going to be an everyday thing. And, but for the National Guard, do you still have to do basic training? Yeah, but I didn't, I just figured, I don't know, I wasn't thinking about it at the time. What originally gave you the idea of joining the military for the I don't, National Guard? I don't remember. Was there, like, a... I know it got me to join the National Guard, but I had seen a Marine recruiter before that. So I don't remember what the impetus was that made me be like, maybe this. You were just kind of a directionless kid. Well, my parents, I didn't want to go to college because I hated school. Mm. I have now been to college four different times. I get on the dean's list every time and I drop out <laughs> the next every semester. time. I fucking hate. I I just don't like... I, and it's funny because like, I like being in the classes and I like learning the stuff. I just... I loathe all the bullshit. You gotta take a Latin class and you gotta mm. take this math class. I'm like, I'm a theater major. Why do I need to know how to do math? Well, we here at Eastern Connecticut are a well-rounded liberal institution. <laughs> and we think that it's... And I'm like, oh, so you want me to pay you more money? To take classes that are useless because you want me to... And as soon as I'm like, oh, this is bullshit. This is a game. This is a bullshit game. I, once I figure out, like, the rules of a thing, I usually get pretty pissed off at it. And I don't... I don't want to do it anymore. Did that apply for the military at all? Yeah. How so? Um, well, one of the... Like, I've, we've talked about a lot is, like, being a medic, you are... You just live a very different life in the military than everybody else. So I, I ostensibly fucked off a lot and I got to tell people they were wrong or stupid or, and like, I'd get away with it because I was the medic. And sometimes people get mad and be like, you can't talk like that. And I'd be like, but I did. (laughs) So like, what are you going to do about it? I just find it very interesting how it sounds like you consistently have issues with authority. Yeah. And but you join the military, which to me is like the ultimate authority. I mean, that's how I growing up perceived it. Like, I got arrested twice the summer after I graduated high school, and the second time the judge was like, "You really need to get your life in order. You should think about joining the military." And I I wanted to be like, "Fuck you, dude," but I didn't. I was just like, "Okay, sir." But like to me, it was like that was the ultimate like. Pow, pow, pow. Like, authority, pound you down, get you to be obedient. And Gene, I don't know if you realize this about me, but if if there's something I, uh, annoying, I'm going to go find it and be annoyed about it. It would have been my... If I were a smarter person at any point in my life, I would have chosen the easier road. But I never do. I'm an idiot. I always aggressively choose the worst thing for me, and then I'm mad about it. That's... This is just who I am as a person. I constantly put myself into situations I know I'm going to be angry about. Like a moth to the flame. 
Yeah. So like, I think I think it makes total sense that an angry, intelligent, mad at the world, mad at authority kid would be like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna join the army, and then I'm gonna be mad about that, and I'm gonna fucking rail against those people." Why do you Why do you think you have that pattern? I well, spiritually or uh, or or either. I don't know. I I do I do think that my if I were to have a purpose at this point, 32 years in, I think that my purpose is to be the stone that gets thrown into calm lakes. <laughs> what? What does that mean? I think that my presence and my inability to let things go, I this is the pattern every time. I enter a new situation. I usually do I'm, I'm 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 a smart person so i'm able to figure out the machinations of whatever the situation is the hierarchy the rules the you know the the way people talk to each other like let's say i joined a new job i would i would gain everyone's affection and i'd be the funny guy and i'd be really good at my job really quick and everyone would be like they like this guy this guy's a hard worker whatever and then as soon as i figured out who the guy is that sucks I will immediately turn everyone against that guy. I'll be Why? Like, because, well, because I don't mean like, oh, this guy is not very good. I'll be like, hey, that guy uh, inappropriately touches the women. Oh. Like, I'm going to find that guy and I'm going to be like, hey, that's not cool. We all agree that's not cool, right? And they'll be like, yeah, but he's the district manager. I'm like, yeah, I don't care. Like, that has happened everywhere I've ever been, ever. And I find... You look for conflict. I don't know if I look for conflict, but I once I find it, I refuse to let it go until I fix it or I leave. And what usually ends up happening? I usually leave. But I do leave in my wake. Um, usually there's some sort of repercussion for that person who I refuse. So you take him down with you. Yeah. We go together. Nice. <laughs> so I will enter a new situation identify my antagonist mm -hmm. we will battle until we both lose and i've done this <laughs> every single place i've ever been ever uh would you say that you're an antagonist or an instigator i don't i don't know because like everyone i've ever had beef with has been like a bad person mm -hmm. like objectively a bad person most of them, um, most of the terrible leaders I've had have also had, have been handsy. Um, so that <laughs> makes it re like with women, oh. like privates under their command and like, well, that's very bad. That's very bad. Yeah. So it makes me be like, well, I'm a bit of a dick and a sarcastic ass. Sometimes that guy sexually a assaulted a bunch of women. I think I'm the good guy. Yeah. Like, I think I'm the good guy. <laughs> Now, let me ask you a question. So he's the bad guy, clearly. Yeah. I will point out I said antagonist originally. Yeah. Now I've moved on to bad guy. Yeah. Well, I, I think that's very telling of, of the framing of the situation. Can you, like, can you, can bad guys take down other bad guys? Sure. Right? Like, I mean, Stalin defeated Hitler. Yeah. Stalin was, you know, sorry, tankies, but not a good guy. <laughs> what? Whoa, but, he, but the fuck are the you mean the guy that, that that killed most of his own people you, wasn't a good guy? The Ukrainian oh, breadfan because it, 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 my entire belief.
belief structure is based on. Go fuck yourself. Anyways, but like, is it so when you pit yourself against these characters, like, do you see yourself as the good guy? I mean, usually. I'm usually pretty conflicted about it because I recognize as it's happening that I am destabilizing the... Everywhere I ever go, there's a big fight. Like, I, I, I don't let people just ignore it. I'll be like, hey, doesn't it bother you that this guy did this? Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, yeah, but like, what am I supposed to do? I'm like, get mad about it. Mm-hmm. Like, if we're all... Like, I, I'm like... I'm the guy who everywhere he works is like, we should form a union. Yeah. Like, it... <laughs> what do you mean you but a union though like everywhere I go I'm like hey this is bullshit we're being treated poorly we should do something and I just can't let it go mm-hmm. and um I just think that's how I am as a person I I uh, what, that's just there's something about me there's something about what you perceive to be as injustice that you just can't sit with and and like anyone who's known me long enough just is like yeah that's just how he is and you know what helps is my mom says it in a negative connotation. So that helps me know that it's probably for the best. Says what? Oh, she's just like, you find conflict everywhere you go. And I'm like, oh, cool. My mom thinks it's a bad thing. It's a good thing. <laughs> One of the useful uh, things in my life I've found that if my mother is being pessimistic about it, it's something that I need to do. <laughs> she is like an like a compass that always points the wrong way for me. Do you think that's where you learned this? behavioral pattern from uh my mother you're railing against the authority of my mother yes maybe she's often wrong yeah and that like you're kind of reenacting that dynamic but my mother's not like a terrible person she's just frustrating like she's not Mm. out there you know i'm like currently i'm mad that she wants to cover her hardwood with linoleum it's not like she's out here you know sexually molesting yeah but you're. But I, I, I think maybe that framework of growing up with her as my antagonist might have. Uh, but I like. I was like that at school and with all authoritarian figures. But when we're when we're at school, we figures. take our home with us, right? I guess. Like I, I had a very abusive older brother growing up, and so at school I. You know, I felt like I had to make people laugh or else they would beat the shit out of me. Because that's... No, that's interesting. I do... It's incompetence that bothers me. I think Mm -hmm. incompetence is what leads to most problems. I don't even think that, like... it's, It's very rarely that I see someone who is doing shittily on purpose... Uh, it's it's the incompetence, especially in the military as a paramedic, and 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 most of the fields that I've been in, where I'm like, oh, you're hurting people with your by mm-hmm. just being bad at this. Well, even even before we started recording the episode, you were ranting about how do these people buy a dog and not train it? Oh yeah, I was really mad about that. You know, as, you're about to bring up another thing that I'm like, no, don't. <laughs> no, 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 no. And it's like, I get it, but at the same time, like. I'm the kind of guy, if I bought a dog, I wouldn't fucking train it. That thing would be shitting and barking everywhere. Yeah, that would make me really mad. Yeah. So it it is a little bit of this like childhood dynamic. I guess that's been like galvanized. Mm-hmm. But like like any any behavioral pattern we have, there's like a good and bad side to it. And the good here is that you don't 
you don't stand for injustice very easily. No. When you see a, a sergeant or whatever groping women, you're like, fuck that. Mm-hmm. But the the drawback is that... Took that shit to the state. Nice. Yeah. What happened? I don't know. I uh, After I threatened to kill him and wear his skin, <laughs> uh, I stopped. I, I think I got medically discharged shortly after that. Oh, okay. Well, this was... Uh, he... It was, it's a very long story, but he spent a long time, like, yelling at me, which I just, at a certain point, was like, I don't accept this anymore. Mm. Like, I'm a, I've been in the army for ten years, I'm a staff sergeant, I'm just not gonna sit here and be yelled at like I'm a day two private. And if you wanna do that, go fuck yourself. Um, I'm, I'm done. I've been to war, I know what you can do to me. You're not gonna throw me in Leavenworth for telling you to fuck off, so, fuck off. And then he, um, I was, like, handling it relatively well i was like taking the abuse and then he was like yeah we did you a favor by letting you take drill weekend off to go to your partner's funeral and i was like oh well that's enough of that yeah um i what's funny is um i just i he was saying all that shit and it like this was like a week after the funeral so i was pretty raw Mm. and um I, i i like stood up and was like i'm i'm leaving and I stormed out. And then I realized that my bag was still in the room. <laughs> and I was like, well... You did a Larry David. I gotta go get my bag. <laughs> so I, like, turned around and I, like, got myself fucking, like, hyped up. And I went back in the room. And, like, before he could start talking, I was like, if you ever say his name again, I will fucking kill you and wear your skin. And I was like, that's the appropriate level of anger. And then I grabbed my bag and I stormed <laughs> out. And, nice. uh, yeah. And then they were... And then I got, like halfway to the highway before I was like oh I could probably go to jail for this so I like turned around on my back um and then my are you serious well I I would have been AWOL oh so like you know depends on how hard they wanted to throw the book at me but luckily my my captain was like hey nah y'all fucked up Mm -hmm. why'd you bring up his dead partner Mm -hmm. like that's pretty fucked up of you um maybe don't and then I got back and went, oh, thank God you're here. Uh, we're not going to do anything. We're going to pretend this moment didn't happen. You didn't hit him. Thank you for not hitting him. You just used your words. I assume you don't actually intend to yeah, do any of yeah, the violent yeah, things. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, I definitely don't want to do any of that. And he's like, okay, you're going to go back in there and you're going to receive your initial counseling, which is like when you get in trouble. And he's like, when he's not going to bring up. And then as soon as I went in and sat down, the guy was like, I can't believe you. And, and like, he just went in on it. And my uh. captain walked right back in and went, whoop, looks like we can't follow direction. And he took me and he like brought me to another, he brought me downstairs. And then um, he just like sat down and he was like, um, uh, go ahead. And I was like, this motherfucker, I just went off. <laughs> I was like, this fucking piece of shit's fucking out here. And he's like, and he just sat there and just like let it wash over him as I was just fucking losing he's like Mikey's out of here fucking touching these girls and they're fucking coming to me and this is and now he's gonna threaten them and I'm my fucking dead partner and he's like yes all of those things are really bad and I and he, he like just let it and then he finally was like but we are we are trying to take him down at the state level so mm-hmm. I do need you to not kill him mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like run to that sir wow that guy was fucking awful I don't know what happened to him I assume something Eventually, I didn't really follow up. I just sort of, when I got discharged, stopped talking to everybody in the unit. Mm-hmm. So you're very, you're very sensitive to authority who you feel like abuses their power. Yeah. Um, or 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 will get people hurt through their in, their incompetence. But let let me ask you a question. 
does constantly take taking them on take a toll on you? Yeah, oh yeah. What is the it's toll? Ruined my life. How so? Well, um, I've noticed that people will like you when you don't make a lot of waves. And they'll support you for a little while um, when they when they feel like your cause is, is helping them. But a lot of the times when something has a price to pay, people aren't willing to pay it. I know, like, I when I was at college, there was this, a director of one of our programs who I felt was abusing the students because they'd be, like, crying between takes. And she was just, like, just abusive. She was just mm-hmm. screaming. Like, as soon as you walked in till the end of the day, she was just screaming. And I was running the flies, um, the bringing scenery in and out, and I was literally, like, helping. Like, she wanted to practice with the flies during rehearsal, which you don't usually do because it's a little dangerous. But she wanted everybody to... And so they, they literally, someone was like, will you come in and help on off days so they can practice? And I was like, sure. And then she'd be like... Yeah, um, could we get the flies a little faster? And I'd be like, hey, um, you can go fuck yourself. I'm doing you a favor, and you're being a real bitch about it. <laughs> and it was just getting me, like, really mad, because I'd see these, like, 19-year-old kids who'd rush off stage and, like, break down and then, like, compose themselves and go back on. And I was like, hey, this is pretty unnecessary and pretty traumatic. Not to mention the fact you're all paying to be here. Mm-hmm. Uh, And I was like, I kept being like, hey, you guys know she's not like a Broadway director, right? Like, if you tell her to go fuck herself, nothing happens. There's no consequences. You don't get blacklisted by the industry. You're not getting a fucking article in Vogue. She's no one. She has no real power unless you give it to her. And you pay her. You pay. She is your employee. And so I like, I started a whole thing. And I think I've talked about this before. It turned into, like, she started spreading rumors about me because she didn't like that I was critical of her. And then other students were spreading rumors about other... And it just became this whole, like, kerfluffle. And for a while, people were, like, on my side and and took... But eventually, it just became this thing where it was like, oh, yeah. It would have been easier if we just let her be awful. Well, I'm, I'm curious if, you know... In this past year, if you've given time to reflect on... Because like I said, I don't think pointing out abuses of authority is a bad thing. I think it's a good thing. And I think for you especially, it's it's something you can't ignore. But is there a way... Have you thought about a way of going about these things that maybe won't take such a toll on you and would ultimately be a little more productive? Nope. Really? I don't... I don't think I'm physically capable of, like, not losing my shit when I see injustices. Why? Because I... That's just who I am as a person. I think I'm just, like, hardwired. I think there are just, like, immutable traits about yourself that are never gonna change. I also think it's, like... I've been I've been coming to this conclusion lately that, like, a lot of mental health and a lot of, like... Is this idea that, like, yeah, you can just go in there and change everything. If you work hard enough, you won't be depressed anymore. And it's like, nah, I think there's 
just some shit that's hardwired. Yeah. Like, I think that I will always get really mad. I think I will always have a temper. I think that I can learn a bunch of stuff for when the temper flares. Mm-hmm. And I can learn how to adjust to it. But I, I don't think there's any... I don't think I can... Maybe if I, like, became a monk. But I don't think there's enough therapy in the world to make me not fly off the handle when I see... Internally, when I see someone doing an injustice. Well, I, I, I think that's one of the misconceptions about therapy is that people think, oh, they'll go and they just won't ever get depressed or angry again. And that's not the case. I think what it is is, for me, I'll speak personally... I still get depressed. I still get angry. I still get anxious. Uh, I have a greater understanding of why and where that comes from. And sometimes, not all the times, sometimes that does affect my behavior around it. Right? Like this past week, I had an incident where um, a person in the Philadelphia metal scene um, was sending me some really insulting messages on Facebook. And, you know, my initial instinct was to be like, all right, I'm, I want to meet this guy in a Wawa parking lot and like kick his ass because he's a little scrawny ass punk. But then I, I, <laughs> I thought back. A Wawa? You knew, you Philadelphia. Yeah, dude, you know, have you ever been to a Wawa? I just love that you picked the most Philadelphia. Philly, dude, fucking Wawa. Meet a Wawa and I'm going to beat up this fucking punk. Yeah. But then I thought about, I thought, why, why is this making me mad? Because it feels disrespectful. It reminds me of some of the trauma I faced when I was younger, both from my brother and from the kids at school. And then I thought, why is he acting this way? And I thought, well, he's just projecting his own trauma, right? So I was still mad about it and I still addressed it in an appropriate way. But I didn't even send him a hateful message, even though I really wanted to. So I think, you know, it's, for me, I will say personally that having a deeper understanding of where it comes from does sometimes help, but there are certain things where, like, I know if this kid kept doing it, I probably would have done something inappropriate. So I just blocked him on Facebook. What about my day? I I think, I I, I think the, the problem is, is that in order to address problems, you have to disrupt the equilibrium that everybody... I, I think that people just tolerate stuff. You're right. People will go into a room and they'll get the lay of the land. And they'll go, alright, this guy's a dick. Mm-hmm. But that's just how it is. Like I feel like a lot of people just accept problematic people if it's in like an interpersonal for me it's like i can't t- like i was talking to a friend of mine who's like i'm playing this D game and one of the players is really problematic i've warned them a bunch of times they're they're really like every time we play they hijack the whole session to like go on a murder spree through town and it makes everybody uncomfortable and i don't really know what to do anymore and I was like, will you kick them out of your game? And they're like, yeah, but that's going to disrupt the, you know. And it's like, they already are. Your game isn't, hasn't been fun for anyone for weeks. But people don't want to, like, then they're like, but then I'm the bad guy 
because I said something. You know, I could just let this abuse continue and then I won't be the bad guy. And I'm always like, I'll be the fucking bad guy. I'll just right away be like, hey, you're being an asshole. You're, this is ruining it for everybody. You're a piece of shit right now. And there's, I will always do that. Like immediately, as soon as I figure out like, oh, you're being shitty. You're doing this. You're hurting people. You're a bad person and I'm going to stand in your way. And then I, but it does, it does like, I have broken up groups. Yeah. Because it's like, if there's a guy in the group chat who's problematic, I'm going to fucking be like, hey, that guy is problematic. Like, and that's a small example. I do it on a larger scale. Mm -hmm. But when I had like leaders that I thought were problematic, I never let it go. I just kept going to my higher up and being like, this person's going to get soldiers killed. This person's doing this. This person's doing that. And, um... I don't know. Maybe it's because of the military or being a paramedic that it literally was life or death situations. Yeah, you were talking about that earlier. <laughs> How in you know you're so used to if in the army if you have a shitty leader, it could get people killed. Yeah, probably. So well. it's pretty important to hold leaders accountable. I have been learning that like and I've been working on this in therapy that like I don't have to take the nuclear option. Mm-hmm. Every time, like, some... Because, like, I'm at a point where if somebody's in, like... If I'm working at, like, a Wawa... <laughs> and and my my general manager is a little bit incompetent, I'm like, This guy's gonna get people yeah. killed! Yeah. And it's like, no. They're just an asshole. They're not. Yeah. And even if they're not an asshole, they're just incompetent. Like, mm-hmm. incompetence triggers me. And I have to be like, okay, this... Is, is this gonna be... Is this something... As long as it's not like they're doing something egregious. If they're mm. just shitty at what they're doing, like, maybe it's okay. Maybe it's okay that, like, the guy running this open mic it just, is, just sucks. sucks. Yeah. You don't have to get mad. No one's gonna... But I used to, like, I'd be like, oh, this improv team is failing because the leader... And it's like, yeah. who cares, man? It's, it's an improv team. Yeah. Exactly. So I, am wor- I will say I'm working on that, but... I think the Spider-Man, there's so many moments in this film where he has to make a choice between doing what he thinks is the right thing and doing the comfortable, easy thing. You know, he's at the homecoming with the girl he likes Mm -hmm. and he could just stay Mm. and just dance with the girl he likes and leave well enough alone. But he just can't. Like, he just can't do it. Even though he's hurting her. Like, he's hurting her. He treats her like shit. He's hurting his friends. And he, and he, but he's like, but he's doing the right thing. And at, at but at his own at the expense of yeah. like himself and his and others but like i don't know that's sort of cuz like i i do think that like i've definitely made things less comfy and i've made like people like why don't you just you know it's fine I'm like so what he's a alleged rapist like let's Ugh. just all keep this we'll just keep it you know he'll be gone in 6 months and i'm like nah Nah, I'm going to make a big deal out of this. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it like people like, I, I don't, you know, I don't like that. I don't like that you made a big deal out of it. Well, I mean, I, you know, I think what you're talking about in that specific context is really important. It's really important to hold people accountable for things like that. I think so. Yeah. And our society, and I, our, I mean, our society right now, there's that fucking documentary about Woody Allen. And like for so long, like people knew this. These allegations came out in 93, but people are like, oh, but he makes really great movies. <laughs> and it's getting to the point now 
where it's like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how great the movies are. It doesn't matter how good of a drill sergeant he is. If you do this shit, you got to be held accountable. I mean, this is like a constant theme in like Hollywood. Like the Me Too movement didn't take off until it got enough steam. But like Liza Minnelli, who has been saying this shit since the nineties, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I think it was her, and she got like canceled for. She was talking about fucking Weinstein. I uh, think it was Liza Minnelli. I might have the wrong I white woman. I don't know. Is Liza Minnelli a white woman? Yeah. Oh yeah, she is. I think she was the one who got like quote unquote. Canceled, canceled for speaking for out. speaking out against Weinstein, and it's like, and then everybody like, there's always going to be those people who get there first and are like, "Hey, this is this is bullshit." This is bad. You know? Yeah, and I, I, I don't know. I think that's just something that's ingrained in me. Mm-hmm. But, but do you view that Spider Man? Do you view that in a negative way? Yes and no. It's something that if I, you know what it is, it's one of those things. That on a spiritual level, I'm very proud of. Mm. And on an individual day-to-day level, I hate violently. <laughs> in the way, in the same way that I don't want to be a comedian or be in the public eye because it's just so frustrating. But then I get a message from some trans kid being like, hey, you helped me come out. And I'm like, yay for you. But like... Or it, it's that feeling, I think a good feel, a way to describe it is it's the same feeling I would get sitting in my war-torn ambulance with everything everywhere and just and just like getting ready to clean up after I had a very, very, very difficult call where I, it's like this person is alive and the doctors have him and they're probably going to make a full recovery. What have I lost mm-hmm. as I sit there and and look over the wreckage and I just put it all back to its spot and I clean everything and I get ready to do it all over again. Just like a little piece of me is, is forever damaged so that that other person has a better outcome. Like that, that feeling is how I feel when I, um, ruin my personal life (laughs) (laughs) to to take on some bully. But I want to go back to something I asked you uh, 20 minutes ago or so. I think, you know, Patrick, to be honest, like, I, I think in order to, to move forward, you're going to have to figure out a way to do that that doesn't take such a toll on you. Yeah, maybe. Right? Or I'll just do it till I die. Yeah, but that's... that's. Okay. I mean, I'm 32. It's one of those things where I'm like, you, you know, maybe that's just like a facet of who I am. Yeah. But I think there's a way to, like... Or there's not. To, like... Some people are just martyrs, Gene. Look at Bernie Sanders. Yeah, but Bernie Sanders is just out there being correct. But he's but he's also Although I will say he he has like a loving wife and millions yeah. of dollars. And he's do like I don't get the feeling that he's too butthurt that he didn't become president. I think he's just working to make the world a better place any way he can. And he's not like Oh, it didn't work out and they don't want me. He's just like I want to get people health care and I'm going to do whatever I can. And like he doesn't seem like he's too upset that he lost. Not like Trump is, oh my God. But he's just trying to make the world a better place. And I don't think he even views himself too much as a martyr. He doesn't care. He's just trying to get, you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know the guy personally. I just see him. Seems like you do. An angry Muppet yelling on TV. But <laughs> Wow, anti-Semitic. Yeah. But he he's like one of those guys. He's just like, all right, like, 
Biden won the nomination. Fine. Let's the just nomination. Get, nomination. Nomination. I just want to get people affordable health care. You know, and I think that after a while, that's like. I mean, that's kind of what I'm trying to. Do. I'm like, because I used to be like, oh, these, this, this fucking asshole thinks he's fuck this guy, fuck this band for being who the fuck listens to this band? This band is so undeserving. Fuck them. Their lyrics are garbage. Fuck that. And I was just like, you know what? I'm I'm just gonna work on me. I'm just gonna like try to help people. I'm gonna make the music I like. I'm just gonna like. <laughs> I just really love this example you've chosen, where you're like, Pat. I just think you gotta learn yeah. how to take on authority without destroying your own life. Like how I stopped telling people certain bands were really yeah, bad. No, but and, and like, can't you see my? And let me tell you this story of my personal development and not telling people their band, their favorite no, bands were no. trash. Well, is. It should help you take on pedophiles no. um, uh, less violently. Well, in in grad <laughs> in grad school, a lot of people were like, you "Oh, now he brings up grad school." You can't be a therapist and be a comedian. You can't be a therapist and be in a metal band. And at first, I was like, "Fuck you! Who the fuck do you think you are telling me that shit?" And then after a while, I was like, "You know what? I'm just gonna do it." And like. It, if, if you don't like that, and I'm not comparing that to pedophilia, okay? Let's, you know. But I I just like... Maybe you could have found a nicer way to take down that guy yeah. who was... That's it, not what I'm... Sexually s- harassing those women. Maybe you, you know, just like how I didn't like this band. Yeah. And I stopped. <laughs> but like, okay, here's an example. Maybe if in, like... I'm just gonna you're just gonna but like n- never mind I feel like oh this is this is such hilarious waters to oh, walk dear. on I I know it's wrong but I want to do it anyway Gene I feel like you'd tell Rosa Parks <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I like I like that because it's both problematic because it compares myself to yeah. one of the most influential women yeah, in history yeah. and it also implies that you're being that I'm making that, yeah. Which neither of us, I think, are doing. But I really wanted to go there. I mean, look, here's a good example. Um, my name is Patrick Lawler. Yeah. That's L-O-L-L-E-R. Um, so when you tweet about me being over, um, make sure you get my name right. I and used, I'm moving to Montana to be a welder. I used to get really upset that people, I felt like, low-key, micro, uh, discriminated against me for being sober. Right? And I used to bother You probably did. I probably did. And I still deal with it. I think a lot of people treat sobriety in a negative connotation because it feels like a indictment on them. Exactly. And I used to get really mad and I would post shit on Facebook and stuff. But then I was like, all right, I'm, you know what? Instead of like going to war with all these people, I'm just going to make a space that's safe for people who are sober. And that's what Bandit is. And we. God forbid you try to create. Uh, an open mic that's safe from misogyny yeah. because then Tim Dillon will go, <laughs> oh, yeah. a, will go on a crusade against you. Yeah, well, that's, you know. <laughs> How dare you? I know. But I, I, I'm saying, like, what worked for me? And I'm not comparing our lives or anything, but, like, yeah, there are still people who are assholes. And, you, and for me, I got to pick and choose what battles I'm going to fight, right? But I know for me it's been really... Because you, you want to, 
you want to address injustice, but I I know that if I I have to do it in a way that's healthy for me emotionally, and that I because I know I can't take on too much of the war aspect against the injustice of the world. So I try to create these like positive things. Does that make sense? I'm doing a lot of hand motions. You are doing a lot of hand motions that are not going to in any way track. I don't know. I just think that like, I think some people uh, create good things and some people fight bad things. I don't, I don't think you have to pick. Are you a fighter of bad things? I, I, I don't create a lot of good. I, cre- I I rail against the bad. But you can if you wanted to, I feel like. I, I, maybe. What I, I've seen your drawings. I don't know if those are like creating good. Oh, dude. I like, I, I think, I, I think about there's like this, uh, this chart of how different roles exist in, in a progressive or in like a, um, uh, within a movement, you know, some people are really good at organizing and some people are really good at giving speeches and some people are just there to fucking get angry and mm-hmm. rail and, and against the system. And some people are, you know, uh, poets and some people are storytellers. And I just think people have different roles. And mm-hmm. for whatever reason, uh, I see a thing and I can't let it go. And... It has been personally destructive, but I do feel like wherever I've gone has at least exposed... I don't I don't think of myself as like a cure. I mean, I wasn't the cure most of the time on my ambulance, and I wasn't when I was a medic. I'm, I expose the problem. Mm-hmm. Somebody smarter than me with a doctorate is going to come along and fix this <laughs> lifelong problem, but I found it. And I exposed it to the open air, and I refused to let anyone ignore it. A lot of paramedicine was just me convincing people not to ignore what's wrong with them. Yeah. People are like, oh, no, it's fine. I'm like, no, dumbass, your leg's broken. <laughs> this is a broken fucking leg. And they're like, no, I, 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 I don't need to go. I'm like, you need to go to a doctor. No, I don't. It's fucking, it's fine. And then they, like, stumble. I'm like, your leg is broken, you piece of shit. And, like, that's my role, I, I think, maybe. You point out. I, I expose problems. I'm like a I'm like a house inspector. You're a problem expert. I'm a problem inspect. I am the inspector. Ins- Hello, this is I, the inspector. I'm here to look for the problems. The leaky faucet. For the you find it. So, there's a joke there. That I didn't yes and. You didn't yes and my my German I'm looking sorry. for problems. I'm getting tired. <laughs> What are we? Yeah, I mean that makes sense. We're two and a half hours in. This well, I thought I thought sleepy. I was gonna I was gonna bring up. Hey, let's end the episode, but then you would yell at me because like, we didn't talk about the movie a lot, even though we've been talking a lot about the themes of the movie. Yeah, I mean, like, are we gonna talk about the intricate detail? Like every time I like, I I take a like psychological concept and apply it to the movie. You're just like okay. Because <laughs> you pick weird ones, you're like, well, clearly he wanted to have sex with his hot aunt. I did not last week. I I brought up Lacan's mirror phase, and you're like, cool. Well, I liked it, and I engaged with it, and then you decided you're like a man in the bedroom. As soon as you were done with your point, you were like, we're done, right? What like, this is over? I haven't even brought up my I point. Didn't... What about if I finish, Gene? Okay, fine. 
I'm a very generous lover. <laughs> <laughs> I have a medium penis and I try very hard. No, I, Gene Meyer. Dude, I'm all... Let's get... This is war porn after dark. I don't want it to be. I am all about her pleasure. Ugh. <laughs> what? I just the way you said it. You're 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 such a puritan. I am a puritan. You've man. never had sex, have you? Oh God, no. It's it is gross. I. I I never will. I will. I I reproduce by budding, like, <laughs> like an amoeba, like SpongeBob SquarePants. Yeah. Just a smaller cuter version of me will just pop out of one of my holes. <laughs> I don't know. Hey, it's me, <laughs> that, That's a great visual. <laughs> what else was this? I don't have my notes. Do you want to look at my notes? I want to look at your notes. They're... Let's see. You wrote down Michael Keaton. <laughs> then you wrote Damage Control. Villain Doesn't Have Origin Story. Homemade Video. Stages of development. Yeah. Bad dad. <laughs> what is Tia? Tony Stark. Oh, bad dad. Double text. Did you write that down because he was texting? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. High school. You just wrote down the word high school. Yeah. So I'm glad you were paying attention. Yeah. Also not origin story. <laughs> you're not You're not wrong. Sitting alone at lunch. Yeah. Aunt May hot? Question mark. <laughs> Bodega cat. <laughs> yeah. You just wrote down the Ramones. Yeah, because they played this song. They sure did. You're not. You're not incorrect. They did indeed play the Ramones. Uh, you wrote down a man of the people. <laughs> Crime fighting? Question mark. Oh yeah. Absentee father, shirtless boy? <laughs> question mark. <laughs> shirtless boy. That that scene where she walks in and Peter's in his underwear. On. I did. I did. Was watching that and I was like. What's Aunt May thinking? Yeah, that's really weird. That's really weird. And and Peter's just shirtless in his boxers. Yeah, and and, and, and Ned's Ned is there. fully clothed. And like, I don't know. I I mean, we were fucking. Yeah. Captain America war criminal. I love that line. Yeah. I think this guy's a war criminal or something. Yeah. Can't believe you guys are at this lame party. Okay. Did she remember? You like that line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Penis Parker. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Oh, so you like that? Yeah. You liked that he changed his name from Peter to Penis? Yeah, it was very... How was, clever. It was clever. It was very clever. A curious person by nature. So you're just writing down lines from the movie. Yeah. They made the vulture cool. I agree. Yeah. Uh, protesting is patriotic. Yep. A good good line. Um, Christ-like pose. Yep. Yeah, oh yeah. They always do the Christ Spider-Man pose. always has this like Jesus moment where he like where he has to hold must sacrifice himself for the people. Oh, that's not just Spider-Man. It's also they Superman. They do that a lot in multiple superhero yeah. movies. Uh, uh, sketch people in crisis. Oh, you just really liked MJ's line. Yeah, on. she was great. She was Advanced interrogation protocol. Um, break the cycle of shame. I wanted to talk all about Tony being a pretty terrible father. Yep. Yeah. And and like kind of realizing as he's doing, he's like, I sound like my dad. But then he does it anyway. Mm-hmm. And then at the end of the movie, where he's like, Yo, I I did kind of fuck up, but did I? Because yeah. you did a great job. So like. I kind of did a great job. Well, it, it's interesting how Tony played the role that I think a lot of fathers play where they have two modes. They're the disciplinarian and then they're emotionally absent. 
Right? Sure. Because that's like the traditional... Your father only pays attention to you when he tells you to knock it off. And it's the mother who is the caring, like, oh, sweetie, I'm... You know, I'm so sorry. Oh, I had the exact opposite in my household. Your your mom would... My mom was a disciplinarian who would also be like, just wait till your father gets home. And then he wouldn't... He would be the loving one. Yeah, my dad just wanted to be friends with me. He just liked me. He was just happy to have a kid. And like that's, wanted to play ball. That's and interesting. And my mom was like... So one always has to play the heavy, though. Yeah, it was usually my mom. Um, <clears throat> let's see what else you... I'm nothing without this suit. You like that? You wrote down loss of agency. Mm-hmm. I really like that scene where he... Because throughout the movie, he fucks up, and then Iron Man saves him. Which I like. People I like mad, that, People too. were mad about that. Yeah. But I was like, I like that he's way out of his depth. Exactly. And he's bad at this shit. Mm-hmm. And, like, he he, get, he was going to drown in that lake, and then Iron Man saves him. And then he, like, a, he can't keep a ferry together. The boat, yeah. The boat, and then Iron Man just shows up and... Welds. Solves it. Iron Man welds, welds the, boat, the whole boat, and I thought together. of you wanting to move to Montana to be, to a, be welder. a welder. Yeah, yeah, it, I, that's what I imagine when I'm welding. Welding, you're just like I have an flying. autonomous flying suit. Yeah, with with um, individual thruster reactor. Hell packs. yeah! Uh, I like I like that like how it pays off that a very famous comic book scene of him buried under rubble. Yep, that came back. And um, my one one complaint is there's a shot where he's got his mask on the ground in a puddle and it's like reflecting half his face in a very classic Mm Spider-Man. Like, oh, am I Spider-Man or am I Peter Parker? Mm -hmm. But all I could think was like, that mask is now soaked and you're going to put it on your face and go fight. On yeah. a plane. Yeah. And it's going to be all moldy be and cold. like bleh, and yeah. wet. Yeah. And I was like, and it isn't. And the next scene is dry. And I was I like, mean, this is lies. It's, it's a, it's this a, is lies. Yeah, the Tony Stark I technology. Have no, no, it's his shitty one. Oh, oh. It's his homemade then, costume. Then you're right. It is lies. It is lies. <laughs> I don't care that he can cling to the outside of a moving plane. No. And has the strength to kick. No. The vulture. He, he has a suit. cold he mask. He has a cold on. mask, and they're just not addressing it. Mm-hmm. I like that because it like Tony's whole arc is learning to like live without the suit, mm-hmm. and then he's trying to like impart that on Peter, but like he's really bad at it. Yeah, but which is kind of like it, it's kind of an interesting statement on fatherhood because it's like our fathers go their lives they have these issues but they can't ever really figure them out and then they just project that onto their sons <laughs> expand on that so like tony has like an interesting relationship with the suit he has an interesting relationship with responsibility and the power and all that and he kind of comes to terms with it but he's you know each movie he's still dancing back and forth between being an asshole and being a hero he never quite figures out the right mix. But then he turns around and treats Peter like he's the ultimate authority on what it is to be a responsible human being. Oh, good point. You know? And it, and it's it's just... Yeah, I, he's very judgmental of Peter when he himself... Is like gets drunk in the Iron Man suit and like fights War Machine and blows up a Maserati or whatever. <laughs> And then he has that line where Peter's like, I just wanted to be like you. And mm-hmm. he's like, I wanted you to be better. And it's <laughs> like, well, what did you do to f- facilitate that yeah. there, Tony? Exactly. You gave this kid a, a suit, didn't tell him how it works, and then you're mad? It, it's, it's like I said, the father is 
he's the disciplinarian and he's absentee. So he he only comes in to yell at you. But then when when it's like, okay, well, what do you want me to do instead? He's completely absent. And honestly, he drove the 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 like thrust of the movie. Mm-hmm. Peter is doing this stuff to because he wants to impress Iron Tony. Man. Yeah. Because he doesn't have a dad. Exactly. He's got Aunt May, and he's he's got he's like blown off school. It's like this classic. If you took out the superhero stuff, it would just be like a kid trying to impress a father figure. You could turn it into football or mm-hmm. basketball. Exactly. It could just be him losing his schoolwork because he's putting all his effort into being a football star, so his dad will fucking notice him. Yep. Maybe Tony will come to one of the games. Yeah. Hey, Mister Happy, do you think you, <laughs> yeah. you, you get Tony to come to one of yeah, the games? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like. I like that he has this like personal development where he learns to rely on himself and save himself and then he saves the day. I think it's a really good arc with him. I do like that he tells Tony no at the end. Mm-hmm. That was a that scene had like too many twists in it because it's like first he's gonna be Avenger, then he says no, and then he's like that was a test, right? And Tony's like yeah, but then it wasn't a test. Oh, I like that because it shows that, like, Tony's trying to save face when he's like, yeah, I'm the adult here. <laughs> yeah. Because Peter just was, like, super responsible. He's like, yeah, no, man, I'm, like, 15, mm-hmm. and, like, this has been crazy. I'm going to be, like, a kid, mm-hmm. I think, and not join the star-spangled yeah, hero bunch. Yeah, yeah, um, and And I like, but the, the problem is, is much like... Uh, all of these movies, it is immediately just thrown right out the yeah. window because right after this is Infinity War mm-hmm. and he gets the Iron Spider suit and he dies in space. Yeah. <laughs> so, like... It's it's like, whatever. He has this moment, he learns, and then it goes right... It completely. Completely goes back on it. It's, I mean, whatever. You gotta look at it. It's, it's just like uh, Tony blowing up his suits at the end of Iron Man And then at 3, the end, and then in the or next Thor movie, blowing yeah. up the Rainbow Bridge at the end of Thor, or mm. Ant Man deciding to be a good dad before he goes and gets arrested. It's like I'll never be a criminal again until Civil War when you need Ant- when you need Giant Man. Yeah, and then I'll get arrested. Fuck my family. Yeah, that's what happens. Let's see what else you wrote down. Um, I like you. You wrote down dating rituals. Oh yeah. I thought this movie pretty spot on to like how high schoolers are. It didn't feel like adults writing a high school. No, no. But what struck me as odd was I think that was when um, Peter asked Liz to the homecoming dance. Yes. And I just thought, you know, why do we have things like homecoming and prom for teenagers? Like that is such an opportunity. I'll say this. I asked a girl to prom. She went with me and ditched me and hung out with her ex-boyfriend the whole time. Well, that sounds So awful. I'm a little sensitive to it. But it's also like, why are we exposing kids to these like scenarios where they can get really hurt? Oh, oh, then's... I, don't you think then's the, that's the time? Uh, I, I just think like... Life is awful. Like... <laughs> You know how they're trying to phase out dodgeball now because they, they are. Yeah, because they see it as too much of a like predatory, violent sport. And as someone who was bullied via dodgeball, I can su- kind of see that. Don't you think like the fact that it's like, 
Okay, there's this big dance, and um, your status depends on the attractive level of your opposite sex partner that you bring to it. Don't you think that's inviting like a whole lot of shame and guilt and self-hatred into these kids who are already brimming with that shit? Well, when you put it like that, sure. Uh, counterpoint, how are you supposed to teach these kids how to function in our our weird, messed up society? I, I mean, our, I don't... Uh, I mean, I get. Aren't, what's the dance analog to being an adult? The, being an adult, it's like you know. I know you don't go to like prom as an adult, but like it's about who you marry is like a status symbol. I guess my question is, what were these originally like? You go to parties originally as an adult? in like the nineteenth century. They had like dances for young people so they could meet their like future spouses, and it was like. And then you, were there dances? You'd go to. Did you go to balls? Balls, yeah. They had the debutante ball. When you, uh, you know what I think the solution is, more balls. <laughs> That's always your solution for everything. I will say, wouldn't wouldn't life be a little better if every every once a month we all went to a ball and like Yeah, they're called nightclubs. <laughs> I think that's the problem. Uh I I just feel like I mean I got my heart broken all the time as a child mm-hmm. and then I uh got over it. And then and I, I'm glad I did that then. And learn some resilience to being like now that I'm an adult. But didn't you say a couple of weeks ago that like your the end of some of your relationships was like more traumatic than the war? Yeah. Imagine how much worse it would be been if I hadn't been taught rejection in high school. Horrible, horrible rejection. I, I. I guess my point is that love sucks no matter how old you are. It's true. And um, anytime it ends, it's violent and painful and awful. And um, fuck it. Let's get those kids. Get it in early. I don't know. Let's teach eight-year-olds how bad love sucks. Yeah. I mean, I guess. I don't know. What's your solution? Like, not expose these kids to one another? They're full of hormones. No matter what you do, they're going to have. Yeah, just, just like less formal gatherings and celebrations. But what about the ones where it's, like, good for them? And it's, like, they have a good time and they're happy. Like prom? I don't know. I'm sure there's people who enjoyed prom. It's, like, the highlight of their life, probably. Yeah. But, like, why do you have to ask someone to go to prom with you? I don't know. Why do you have to... to, to why do you have to ask people to go on dates? Well, because dates are different. Cause you're trying are to, dates different from the prom? Because you're trying to... You're trying to you know, ostensibly, that word again. You're trying to develop a relationship from dates, right? Or at least some type of relationship. It could be a variety of things. But prom is like, you know. So you just don't want these kids going to dances? I, I just, I think it, like. It, what are you, fucking the town from Footloose? Yes! That's your solution? You don't want these kids to be singing and dancing? You're, you're trying to get rid of fun, Gene? That's I a, just think Are it's you a, the preacher? From Dirty Dancing. Yes. Wait, no. Footloose. Footloose. I think it's... Or the dad from Dirty... Are you putting baby in the corner? Yes. Mixing metaphors. I just think it's an opportunity for... I don't know. Puts a lot of unneeded pressure on kids. I I guess. I guess I agree with you. When are you going to put that pressure on them? College? 
let let them find the pressure. And and why is there pressure? Because the world is awful. Because we live in a patriarchal society. We live in a society, Gene. A patriarchal. Maybe every dance should be a... What if I wanted to bring my dog to prom? Maybe every dance should be a Sadie Hawkins dance where the girls have all the power. No, but there's still that weird pressure. Don't you think that it's like good to introduce pressure in a in a in a pretty non um it doesn't matter it's like do you, are, are, i mean i guess you're pretty bent out of shape about but i i can't tell you many okay you know the song stairway to heaven you know how many times i've stood alone in the corner of a room while stairway to heaven played and everybody partnered up except me i, I think i'm fine. wait what the <laughs> fuck parties are you at where people Every... are slow dancing to stairway to heaven Every single dance I've ever that been to song? was the, the final song of every night was Stairway to Heaven. That, that's the... Every time. For me, it was like Dave Matthews. Every time Crash. it was Stairway to Heaven. Stairway to Heaven, that's like a all-time hard rock banger. Yeah, and they would dance and everyone would pair up and slow dance for like 11 minutes. However long that fucking song is. That's really Every weird. dance, middle school and high school, and it would Stairway to Heaven. Connecticut's weird. And then I danced with a girl during one of them. I danced with a girl I had a crush on. And it was just super awkward. Because it was like... There's a late... Dude, I, there's a great... I can't play it. We'll get sued. We will. But it's a good song. I can't remember how the song goes. Because like, I've got ding, that nickel back. Ding, 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 ding. You are like tone deaf. When you try to... Can I play like 10 seconds of it? You can play 6 seconds okay. per right. copyright. All right. All are right. you going to play it? I think people know the song Stairway. I know, but do you... That's not it. That's 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 uh, uh, kiss from a rose. This is yeah. That's the song. I would be sad every time I'd hear it. I'd be like, oh, it's sad time, dude. That song's amazing. I'd be sad for seven minutes. That song is so. So true story. So uh, the second to last day of high school, me and my friend went to Wendy's, and we. This is a great story, and we listened that song. We were like, we need to do something really special. So we went to a sex shop and we bought a dildo and we glued it to the football stadium scoreboard. And then the next day they had to bring in firefighters to cut it down. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> uh, you, you wrote down, Michael Keaton is the dad, exclamation point. Yes. The menace behind your typical suburban dad. Yes. I did, I did like that. Yes, because it, it shows like this like archetype of a typical suburban dad there's always this like hidden undertone of aggression oh yeah like oh you're here to 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 take, for my, my, daughter. take my daughter it's like i'm going to kill you the only one who's going to take her virginity is me <laughs> <laughs> okay can we talk about like i know that scene is super scary and like he like but when he took out the gun the first mm-hmm. time i saw it i was like that's pretty scary but then I was like, he has superpowers. Like, Spider-Man, like, this is just a regular guy with a gun and then a kid who can lift 20 tons. Yeah. Like, but, and, and, and has super reflexes. So he could just, like, reach out and grab him and be like, no. But, bro, it's a gun. It's He was threatened with guns, like, eight other times in the movie. I know, but it's, <laughs> it's Michael Keaton. I just... Beetlejuice. It just, I'm like, is this... Is this supposed to be threatening? Because, like, 
how many other times in this movie has Spider-Man had a point... Like, literally, at one point, he goes, don't point that gun at him, point it at me! Mm -hmm, That's true. Like, I don't think Spidey's scared of guns. Way to to fucking ruin the magic of this. Just like, uh uh-oh, this this 40-year-old man is threatening this boy with super strength. I hope the boy with super strength doesn't decide to, you know, I thought, rearrange his insides. I thought I overanalyzed shit. Now you're ruining, like, the best he scene He lifted in the movie. a building off of himself a couple scenes later, and we're, he's okay, supposed to be scared Patrick. of a, just a Glock. But it's, it's such a great scene. It is a great scene. I really it's like amazing. it. It's amazing. Go inside, honey. I'm gonna have the dad talk I'm like this. Pull out my gun! He pulls out a gun! Yeah. So where's my gun? Yeah, yeah. Alright, let's weird. what else. Okay. Uh, Liz shows him a picture. Oh, yeah. I phone. really related to that because she leans over. She's like, look how cute this is. And I like how he smiles. And he's, he's like, like yeah, yeah, uh-huh. And then as soon as she leans away, he's like, I've done that so many fucking times. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see what we were traditional family values as a prison to reinforce toxic masculinity. See, this is really interesting. Note, Gene, you want to just speed by this? I'm so I it it's like so span on that a little. Michael Keaton says it much like Walter White says, I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for my family. For my family. And so he's justifying his hold on. Do you want to do um Vin Diesel accents and talk about family? No. It's about family. It's not about it's not about cars. I've never seen the Fast it's and about, Furious. It's about family. So family. M- Michael Keaton, I am family. He's using he's his also group his family as a justification for this evil, uh, violent behavior. I'll kill you, Peter. Which, I'll kill you dead. Yeah, for my family. Which is like such a great. That's like all these Republicans. They have all these like horrible evil policies. And they justify it by saying it's for the family. Like we oppose gay marriage because we support families. Because family. And they don't get not gay families. Yeah. The family just, is just, just a facade. It's just something they're using to to perpetrate this. Remember evil when Paul toxic... Ryan was like, We're not gonna we're, we're gonna stick together because we're a family. Mm. That's why we're gonna do the crimes. Yeah, exactly. It, it it's just like Men just tend to, at least in the media, justify horrible violence by saying it's for their family. Oh, I wanted to talk about, before I continue on reading your notes, I lo- the scene where he shoots the first shocker and kills him. Oh, yeah. And it's like played as a comedy beat. Yeah. I don't like that scene. Like, I think it really undercuts his character. I think his character would have been stronger mm-hmm. had he not wantonly murdered a guy and then lightly dusted off his burnt flesh yeah. and then tossed it. Like, it was too evil. It was too cartoonish. And up until that point, he's a really interesting villain because he's just this blue-collar guy mm-hmm. who, who like, he's like, you know, I got all this stuff to clean up this... Like and then and then Tony Stark comes in. He swoops in and has this contract with the government to clean up his own mess. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm with you. I'm with you. Like yeah. this is bullshit. Damage control is bullshit. And and the fact that you got fired is bullshit. And then he sells all these weapons. And you're like, well, I don't like that he's selling weapons. But then he turns around. And he's like, well, that's what Tony yeah. fucking Stark did. Yeah. And it's like, oh, you got a good point. But then he murks that guy. Yeah. And it's like it. If you had kept him as like an arms dealer who was, maybe he's like, I don't like 
I don't even ask what they're doing with the weapons. I just make them. Like, I think you could have had a more sympathetic... And I think the fact that he's Michael Keaton... Yeah. Like, helps him a lot. Because mm-hmm. he's been Batman. And he's been a he's hero. Just a so many, and he just, he's just such a phenomenal actor. But that one scene, I'm like, oh, this is a bad guy. This is... He's like... Yeah. Irredeemably... Do you think it's because the writers were like, we have this villain, but he hasn't done anything really overly evil. So they had to... Like, you know how you say they have the save the cat, where the hero, like... This was like his... His, like, kill the cat moment. Maybe? Maybe they just wanted to get rid of that one generic... White guy and, and have the shocker be the other guy. I, I think it was interesting. I love that guy, though. He's in every not-that-good action movie. Who, that, the second shocker? The first shocker. Oh, yeah. He was in, like, Upgrade. He's, like, whenever they need, like, a white dude to play an <laughs> off-brand... Uh, what's his name? Uh, Tom Hardy. Oh. Because he... Yeah, because, like, Upgrade, a couple other, like, B-tier... B-tier... He's just like, remember that one, remember the guy who played uh, in the newest, uh, what's not Transformers, Terminator film, Jai Courtney. (laughs) Jai Courtney has had so many chances to like break out and he never, it never happens. I don't even know who you're talking about. He played the Boomerang, he played Captain Boomerang in Suicide Squad, he played John Connor in the Terminator movie, he played... Some other big role. They just keep giving Jai Courtney. They're like, you're going to be the next. breakout. going to be a breakout. And it never is. Just, I think he might have been. I don't know if Jai Courtney was in Avatar. Maybe that was just another generic mm-hmm. military just white generic dude. white guys. Um, let's see what else you wrote here. I admire your grit. Doing it for her. You don't understand how the world works. Blue collar lullaby. I like that. Blue collar lullaby. Yeah. He's like. He's, yeah, he's, he's like justifying, like, you don't understand. Like, they, they look down on us. It's so hard because I agree with him. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> you're doing... Cr- I like that Peter's response is like, yeah, but you're selling weapons to bad guys. So, like... That's so pretty, are they. So it's pretty, it's pretty evil. Yeah. Begging for help. Another Jesus moment. Oh, when he's under the rubble. Oh, sure. Sure, sure, sure. Every Spider-Man villain kills themselves. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> He he didn't kill himself, but he uh like sabotaged his own equipment. Well, yeah. That's I agree with you. Every Spider-Man villain Yeah, and like the Green is Goblin the is their own demise. Yeah, like Spider-Man never like kicks someone's ass. They always like fall on their own sword. I do like that he tries to save him. Mm-hmm. Or he does save him. Yeah. I like that. And yeah. I like the moment where they're both laying on the ground panting. In the flaming carnival. In the carnival. flaming carcass. And yeah. Carcass Carnival, yeah. and and it's like this moment where they're just both too tired. Well, people, it, it reminded me of like when Luke is saving Darth Vader at the end of Return of the Jedi, because it's like the the son is saving the dad now. Oh, I guess Michael Keaton was it. Do you think that he played a bit of a father? Absolutely, like absolutely. Of I, of Peter's father, though, he he played a he played like a dark. The dark side of a father. Okay. Like a father's like dark, violent, um, cognitively twisted side. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. I can get with that. Boundaries are good. Tough love. I can't believe you didn't write down my favorite line in the movie where the guy goes, I couldn't lose a kid on a school trip. Oh, yeah. 
Not again. Yeah, that was and great. that little that little acting moment. Yeah, oh, so fucking that was funny. great. Not again. Spider Man always self sabotages. I agree. We talked about that with mm-hmm. me for a mm-hmm. while. Yep. Look at that, guys. We talked about we talked, we talked about, about the movie. we talked about life, life, the movie the that movie. we watched. We talked about uh, our teenage years. You brought up some psychological concepts. I did. I told some war stories. You did. Wow. Looks like the War Porn Podcast is back, back. on track. It's We're back, back baby. baby. Um, yeah. I think we did have to kill a small dog. Yeah, with chocolate. With chocolate. We. Well, my initial idea was to 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 just put poison some, some poison meat, some and meat. slide it under the door. As if I just had poison hanging Well, around. the joke was that it wouldn't get under the door, so like the family would get home and there'd just be like chunks of meat sticking out of the bottom <laughs> of the door. That'd be so funny. Just with some mushed M&Ms. Oh, man. I don't actually... I don't want... You're not... I'm, he's, I'm not Patrick's a do- not, not a dog, dog murderer. He I've owns a dog. Any dogs he's a vegetarian. That I know of. He's a good... He's a good person. And that time... That I hit someone with my car. It was. It was, it was definitely accident. a person, was, not a dog. Yeah, yeah it was absolutely. definitely. Did you hear about that congressman or like state representative who like hit a guy with his car and they found the glasses in like the back seat, and no. they're like, "No, nah, I didn't hit that person." And they like have, I don't know. They got like what he was like looking up like crazy conspiracy theories right before he allegedly hit that person. No, because it turns out the GOP is. Uh, is that a, is on a race with one another for who can be like oh, the worst? That is. I don't really know all the details to that. I've only been seeing like tweets around it or like responses to it, so I don't even know which guy it is. Which is probably useful because it'll keep me from slandering him. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else did I? I had another thought I wanted to bring. <gasps> I think we're good. <sighs> Um, we brought up, we talked about the, the, how we just hate every political ideology except for our own. Yeah. Because we're both, um. Always right, no matter what. Yeah, I've, I mean, I've never been wrong. Yeah, it's true. I know you've never been wrong. Even, even when we argue, we're both somehow simultaneously right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, I love that line, looking at porn. What are you doing Yeah, that was great. That made me laugh so loud. Looking at porn? (laughs) Yeah, that was so funny. Hell yeah. I love when he spins around and he goes, guy in the chair. Yeah. He's great. Ned's the best Wonderful. character. You know, in the comics, he's Hobgoblin. I wonder if they're going to do oh, that. Oh. I, I, if... I didn't know that. He's the Hobgoblin. Oh. I think. I think he's the Hobgoblin. And yet, and the whole time before they revealed that that girl's name was MJ, what were they calling her? Michelle. Michelle. I I really like that. I like that a lot. Because at first I was like, is Liz MJ? But no. No. And I like that MJ in this movie is a little bit different. And she's a little more interesting, I would say. Oh, she's not just a hot redhead like in the comics? Yeah. But here she's Although like, they give her some personality later. Yeah. But when she shows up originally, it's just like, hey, look how hot I am. Yeah. What, what's her famous line? Like, uh, you, you just, just hit, hit the jackpot, jackpot, tiger. Yeah. She's like, look how hot I am. Yeah. I love it because Aunt May for like... <laughs> a while is like let me set you up with my friend's daughter and yeah. he's like no Aunt May yeah. I don't want that and then she shows up and he's like oh fuck she's hot mm-hmm. and it's like yeah dummy yeah <laughs> you should listen to your aunt I, but like 
I remember reading that they set up Spider-Man with MJ because he she had the most personality out of all his love interests. But no, he just she just shows up. Oh, but when when Spider-Man marries her, that's why I don't think he had any other love interests at that point. Well, they had like Gwen Stacy, Black dead. Cat. Uh, well, Felicia Hardy. Felicia is not attracted to Peter Parker. <laughs> she's only into Spider Man. So uh, like, so she like, she's like, keep the mask on. I always kind of shit. I always thought she was hot. Black cat. Did you? Did you think that the scantily dra- the scantily clad, leather covered bombshell was hot? Wow, how progressive of you. They should make a black cat movie. Oh god, that'd be bad. I know. I'm sure they will, but it'd be great. I'm sure it'll be bad. Remember when they made um. Catwoman, and it was just the best movie. I never ever. saw Catwoman. Yo, I was thinking during this movie, you know, the Punisher started off as a Spider-Man character. Lots of characters. Started what if they Spider-Man just character. like try to like in the next Spider-Man movies, like, hey, man, how's it go? That'd be so sick. What? What is wrong with you? <laughs> It'd be such a clash of tones. Because it'd just be like want this the Punisher to show up and murder yes. Aunt May. Oh, it'd be so sick. <laughs> <laughs> I like. Here's the problem with the Punisher: is the alt right came along and are like the Punisher's our guy now. Fuck you! I grew up reading the Garth Ennis Punisher, and it was like reading a Tarantino comic book. It was wild. It was insane. Yeah, that's why they like him. But no, they like him because he like represents their fucking ignorant moronic ideal. They like justice. him because he shoots a lot of people. But the oh, Garth Ennis, like, he's got a and he's got a neat skull symbol. I know. There's he's they, like the Punisher is such and Garth Ennis talked about it, he's such a nihilistic character. I think you got to remember that most people don't know shit about the comics or the movies. Yeah. They just like the iconography the skull, of yeah. like I like the skull. I like the Superman S. Mm-hmm. I like I like Spider Man, and yeah. it's like which one? And they're like, I don't know, all of them. Spider Man. Most people don't have like a particular run of the comics that yeah. they really enjoy, or like, oh, I really like this era. That's like, it's like people are like, I like wine. It's like what kind of wine? <laughs> Red. <laughs> it's like they they're not like oh Pinot Grigio from the, the South Isles of France in nineteen. And 62 is yeah, a particularly good year. Yeah, but those people too. Yeah, they do too. Well, so do the comic nerds who are like, the best run of Spider-Man is definitely the Grant Ellis. You know, me? Yeah. <laughs> You're the one who's going on about how Tony Stark's not technically Howard Stark's son. In the comics. That's why they're annoying. Although, a lot of the MCU is based on the ultimate version of the comics. Yeah. Which is hilarious because Wanda and, and Pietro are like, fucking... Ooh. Wait, aren't they... Twins? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, the, the Ultimate Comics are weird. Yeah, that's... Captain America's a little bit fashy, and like... Oh. Yeah, they're just like a different take on the... I'll tell you what, I don't really like Captain America in the comics. They always draw him as like this thick-jawed, Aryan asshole. He's mm-hmm. not like the beautiful, soft-figured... Chris Evans, where I'm just like, you seem like a nice guy, dude. I love. I don't mean soft. He's like a. He's, he has like a nice jaw that's also looks soft, as opposed to like an '80s Dolph Lundgren. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Like he does. Like my jaw, like a soft boy jaw. You have a defined. No, jaw. I have a Dolph Lundgren jaw. Yeah, 
right? You look like an enemy of America. Good. <laughs> <laughs> I love Captain America's like training videos in this. It's like, listen, so you got detention. Now listen up. <laughs> Those were great. I wish you had waited for the credits because he has a really funny one. No, but the one at the end, he's like, let's talk about patience. <laughs> Did you watch that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know you were watching the end credits. Yeah, dude. I figured you'd just turn the movie off when it's over. I wanted to, but I, I just skipped past on YouTube. Oh, smart. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I think we exhausted. Do we have anything else that happened this week that we wanted to talk about? No, I think that's about it. Um, do you, you want to plug anything? Um, I So I'm working with my friend TJ. We're working real hard on this mental health group for people in the metal and hardcore community. It's called Mind Grind. Uh, if you want, we have a website, mind, mindxgrind.org. You can find us on Facebook, mindxgrind. Um, and then, yeah, what about you? I've been streaming some D&D games lately. If you want to see me doing doing some funny characters, one of whom uh, is a lot of the... the, the Oi, governor! Yeah. I'm, I'm, I've got that character, and then I've got another character who is also funny. So that's on Wednesdays at uh, 8 Eastern Standard Time and Sundays at 7 uh, Eastern Standard Time. You can find it all on my Instagrams or whatever. Just Google mm. one of my... Follow me on stuff, I guess. Yeah. Follow me on... Follow, follow the podcast. Follow the podcast, yeah. We're on Twitter, at Warporn. I think that's just it. And then... We're not Warporn Podcast. No. Nah. On the Twitter. Let me check. Yeah, take your time and check now while I go on. Yeah, we're at Warporn Podcast. Nice. Uh, come donate to the Patreon. Yeah. Eventually, we're gonna have we have we have some we have some exclusives. Some more some are coming. Exclusives. 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 Um, if you like this podcast, uh, tell your friends about it. Yeah. Tell people to listen to it. Yeah. And uh, you know, because we want to keep doing this, and uh, we need some support. Yeah. Um, TikTok is dying. Mm. And I'm not allowed to uh, be popular there anymore. So we gotta get we gotta get followers from somewhere else. Yeah, and and that is done through viewers like you. PBS. Welcome to the PBS. Yeah, we're we're now for the next five hours we'll be uh, doing a call drive for mm. for the Warpoint podcast. We're gonna get out of the phone book and we're just gonna go down and be like, hi. Would you like to donate to the Warporn Podcast? And they'll be like, what the fuck is a Warporn Podcast? I'm not like, fucking... Fascist! And hang up the phone. Fucking socialist piece of shit. <laughs> like, I fucking just thinking you just, we're just going to solve all our problems with fucking pussies. <laughs> like, that's a pretty aggressive tone. What are you even sir? babbling about? I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty tired. Okay. Do you want to call it a, a epi? An epi? Like epinephrine? Like, like call it a night? I guess we could. Okay. I don't. I feel like I want to dismount on something really. I like. I want a joke to end on. You, you want a joke to end on? I want like a really like. What if what what has been our um? What joke have we been coming back to all episode? Have we had one? Have we had like a recurring, other than like malaria? Uh, I don't know. 
I don't, I don't remember what our and bits. the goofs. Do I mean, we have any we, goofs we, I thought the Kool Aid Jonestown thing was kind of funny. Yeah, the off-brand Kool Aid. You know, um, remember if you're gonna uh, commit, if you're gonna commit a mass suicide, then commit and buy yeah, buy the fucking. Don't go cheap, okay? You you know you're gonna kill. You're gonna have all these people to kill themselves. Get them some fucking purple Kool Aid. I mean, it's got to be, what, 10 cents more? Yeah. You know? And those coupons, if you're so concerned about the coupons, give them to a friend. Give them to a friend. That's There's no law against giving coupons to friends or family member. I worked at a Rite Aid, okay? We honored the coupon no matter who was using it, all right? I'm so sick and tired of these fucking cult leaders trying to cheapskate us, Right? Patrick, right? I agree. What are you doing? I know. Cool Aid. Yeah, like we give you all this money. And can we just talk about how Kool Aid got all the marketing from that? Yeah. Like, if I were yeah. Flavor Aid, I'd, I'd be, be like, fucking Whoa. pissed off. Whoa. Why is Kool Aid getting all this free press? I'll be honest, I didn't even know what Flavor Aid drink was. Drink the Kool Aid. Yeah, drink become, the Kool Aid is literally. Become, like, they missed out on people being like, hey, careful you don't drink the, the Flavor Aid. Flavor Aid. And then they could have been synonymous. I gotta be honest though, flavor aid just it doesn't That sounds bad. It sounds like a disease. I mean, I I think Kool-Aid sounds pretty weird too. Kool-Aid, but it's cool, man. K with a K. Yeah, it there's just something about it. It's cool with a K. Why is it called Kool-Aid? Because it's Did Kool-Aid come before or after Gatorade? No, Gatorade is something you're you're mixing up AIDS over here. (laughs) You are Gatorade, do you know why it's called Gatorade? Because the guy who invented it, like, took the sweat off the floor of the the, the Florida Gator basketball yes, exactly, team. exactly, exactly. Figured out exactly what they sweat out and, yeah. and mixed Some a shit. concoction that's of... such bullshit. Do you think that's all lies? Yeah, it's just to sell that fucking sugar-ass fucking rectal I, isn't... fluid. Isn't it pretty good for you if I you're... Guess. I actually don't know. I, I We used to... When I was in the army and people would get out of a PT, we'd be like, go get, go buy Gatorade, cut it with water. Because it does have a lot of sugar. But like, yeah. it does have a lot of electrolytes in it that are, that are useful. Yeah, but I'm sure you could get electrolytes in other ways. I think it's good if you're working out. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's just sugar. I don't actually know how... Good or bad, Gatorade is. You made that TikTok about how all these diet supplements are just... Just laxatives? Yeah. Dude, I get like, on YouTube, I get this fucking, this this ad where a guy is like, you have 20 pounds of toxic poop in your body at all <laughs> times. And I just start laughing. I'm like, no, you fucking don't. You don't just have toxic poop I, in you. I don't know. Do, are you sure about that? Yeah, I'm pretty sure you don't have 20 pounds of, of toxic poop. poop. I've I've twenty pounds of healthy poop, okay. It's like that's not true. Most of the food you poop out, most of your waste. There's like, you know, you'll you'll because otherwise, every time you took a laxative, you would shit out twenty pounds. Yeah, twenty pounds mm-hmm. of fucking. That's a lot. That's, so that's a lot. Poop. How much is the average? Dude, you don't even poop out like a pound of shit. Like, go weigh yourself after your shit. You're not losing. Yeah, like a it's pound. like maybe a half a pound. You'd have to have a pretty. Could you imagine twenty? That would be a lot. That would be a shit. That's like a a twenty pound barbell, but of shit. 
It's just lies. They just lie to people. Your body is full of toxins and they just free yeah. radicals and you gotta drink this special and only I sell. Mm-hmm. You gotta come on down to poop. Poop Patrol. <laughs> Poop Patrol. But then it, it's pro- I, it makes me mad because then other project products that sound stupid, like the, uh, what's that that little stool for your potty? The Push Potty. It's not called that. That's what I, not it works, potty. it does work. It's not though. called Push Potty. The little stool that you put your feet up yeah, on it. But it's got a different, is it the Poop Stool? No, it's the Push Potty. I don't think it's called Push Potty. I think so. But those are like really good for you. Those are actually good. They help yeah, you go. You're supposed to squat when you poop. Yeah. Sitting is really bad for you and for pooping. It's yeah. like the worst way to poop as a human. It's true. Other than your pants. Oh, come on. Who? Sometimes you gotta... Sometimes you just gotta shit your pants. Did you ever shit your pants in the army? Um... Uh, I don't remember. I know a friend of mine shit his pants during a PT test. Damn. He was... Um, Maybe, probably. I drank a lot in the military, mm-hmm. and I can make you a little incontent. Yeah, I probably had diarrhea one day and just trusted <laughs> just a fart. Let it slide. I've definitely. It has been. I will say, it's been like at least five years since I've shit my pants. <laughs> what? It's that recent? Oh, is that not long enough? Uh it's been at least. What am I? Thirty-two. I. <laughs> I'm trying to think of like the last time. You've never trusted a fart? Dude, I am so tired of you making it out to be like you're this perfect human who's never sharted. The last time. I don't mean like I just took a massive dump in my pants. The last time I had a shart was 10 years ago. And I I was playing Rogue Squadron for GameCube. And I'd just taken a shower. I was in my room. It was a victimless crime. It was just a little bit of ink. No big deal. But are we talking that versus full-on shit, like feces in the pants? Yeah. You You've did that. you never been sick? Yeah, but I don't shit my pants. When oh, I'm my sick. God. I'm glad that you're so much better than me. I'm just like... Actually, no. You know what? Uh, when I used to abuse laxatives... <laughs> I, I would, there was one time maybe like four or five years ago where I did kind of (laughs) poop myself a little bit in my sleep. (laughs) And you're going to come at me? But that's not like walking around at at work and just letting it pinch in loaves and shit. Oh, I'm so sorry that you're just fucking perfect (laughs) and that you've never drank so many energy drinks. And been sick that you trusted a fart and just violently shit your pants. Oh my god. <laughs> Damn, dude. I'm so... You know what? You are a martyr. <laughs> I refuse to... Uh, I refuse to... What's the word? Editorialize my past to make yeah. me sound better than I am. No, and I'm a pants-shitting, slur-using... Yes. Fucking uh, instigator! Instigator! <laughs> I, I am a I am a train wreck of a human being who's trying every day to be a little bit better. Yeah, and failing spectacularly. It's your genuine self. That's your right. Self. I and my true self is ugly. It's, it's beautifully ugly. That's beautiful. That's right. Um, I feel like we yeah we covered that was a good little. What's this? What uh. 
I think. Do we want to do Wandavision next week? Do you, can you, can you have her all wrapped up and ready by Saturday to to fire out yeah. a Wandavision? Yeah. How how long? They're half hour, and how many episodes are there? They will be nine. So I could do two a night. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Are you going to be able to commit to that? Yeah. Do you have a Disney Plus you can access? I do. Okay. So uh, we're going to... I don't know how we'll release that because... We might want to release that right away. Yeah, but then some people aren't... I don't know. We'll figure it out. Whatever. So look forward to... And if and then after that, we're going to do the other Spider-Man. All right. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. And, uh, and yeah. Hey, guys. Thanks again, mm-hmm. as always, for listening to the podcast and supporting us. And give it up for our, our editor, uh, Zach Aries. Zach, Kevin Zach. Kevin Zach Aries. He's a, he's, a, he's a brilliant boy. He's a brilliant editor. And and we did it. Oh, sorry. We remembered to, we remember, we remembered to credit him, mm. which I often forget. Yeah, you do forget. You know, you could remember too, Gene. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh. I, yeah, Kevin, we love you. <laughs> This is the end okay. of the show. All right, hit stop. I, I think it's funny to have like an after credits. Right, I'm gonna go oh my god. <laughs> hey Loki. I think it's funny to just like when the people think it's over, but then it's like a Marvel movie. Exactly. And and like here we are. Oh look at that puppy. Oh she's doing a shake. Alright guys, now that Gene's gone, we can get into the real meat of the episode. Okay, bye.